Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the One Week Rental Podcast with your host, Ash and Stacks. This week, me and Ash watched the 1996 comedy film Biodome, starring possibly Hollywood's most obnoxious actor, Pauly Shore. Also starring Stephen Baldwin, essentially killing his own career, bringing the total Baldwin body count to two. We will give our spoil-free review of the film, and then we'll go scene by scene through the plot of this movie. So sit back and get ready to enter the Biodome. What's up, fuckers? This podcast is all grown up. This is our second episode. I like in the first episode. <laughs> in the first episode, I think it's great if we were like nice and polite and be like, oh, like we're one week rental podcast and be like super nice and positive. And then I think now is when we can start being dicks to the audience. Oh, yeah. I like that idea. Let's go. We can refer to them as fuckers. And yeah. Let's go. And, um, if, you, and if, you've, if you've watched it, t- I don't know if you want to go ahead and just talk get right into it but this movie was ass we watched biodome and i just want to say right now if you like this movie if you've ever liked this movie <laughs> don't listen to the show i'm telling you right now don't listen we don't want you i i we think that's a good you. well we're, we're not going to get into our spoiler free thoughts quite yet we're going to uh first talk about yeah, what we've been okay. watching because i've sorry. got a lot i've got a lot to talk about i know you're i know hey listen I understand you're excited to talk about Biodome. Um, I'm angry. I'm angry. No, hey, well, listen, I'm angry we're that no. I have to watch it. Okay. And we're right. we're, sta- we're staying neutral until we give our thoughts. We're okay. staying neutral. Um, the, you know, this movie elicits emotions is what we can say about it, and uh, and we'll get into those emotions. We'll parse through them. We'll do a little bit of uh, trauma therapy from this movie, and then uh, we'll 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 merge on the other side, hopefully better. And if you did watch Biodome. Uh, recently or as part of uh, you know in, in anticipation of our, our thoughts on it um, I'm sorry but we're going to get through, through this together but this will be group therapy for us and uh, and it'll be okay uh, Biodome can't hurt you anymore um, okay so yeah uh, I actually was on vacation last week um, I went to Austin Texas for the USF1 uh, Grand Prix um, and then I went to Idaho and um, I brought my Switch with every intention of playing my Switch the entire time. I didn't play my Switch at all. I did watch movies and shows and I even went to the Alamo Draft House in Austin and saw Dune. So um, the things that I watched this, this past week were... Um, I saw Dune in theaters, like I say, at the Alamo Draft House, which was an experience in and of itself. I'll, I'll get into that. I watched The Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife. I think is the name of that movie. It's kind of weird. And that movie's yeah. ridiculous. Um, and then uh, did I watch... I, w- I was watching a lot of things on my iPad. Did I watch any more series? I think I watched a few comedy specials, but nothing... Oh, I, do. I watched the Dave Chappelle comedy special, which... Uh, yeah, that was... That was fun. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember when we were when we were talking about this podcast, where you, you mentioned, are we going to get into politics? I'm like, yeah, if it goes into politics, I'm, I'm down to talk about politics. And you were like, well, maybe we could keep it light. Uh, so I, I, won't, uh, I won't get too into the Dave Chappelle podcast, or the Dave Chappelle um, comedy special. I did watch it for a very specific reason of uh, people were telling me that I didn't have context. So I watched it for context. And uh, yeah. I have context, that's for sure. Um, so let me talk about the the the, the fun things that I watched uh, this week, which were Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, or whatever it's called, Hitman Bodyguard Wife, I don't know. Um, it is a super fun movie, albeit like a little bit of a throwaway movie. Um, I like the first one a lot more, and um, 
still this one was just like very kooky it was like very like cartoonish at times so what is this movie so okay so all i've never seen it never seen the first one or the second one all i what i think i know about the movie is that samuel l jackson is a hitman and then he hires a bodyguard yeah i can't remember the exact circumstances of the first one it's actually been quite a few years since i've seen it um but yeah you've essentially got it samuel jackson's a hitman uh ryan reynolds is a bodyguard um for a bodyguard agency and he is tasked with uh you know protecting this hitman and it's kind of like a not like a buddy cop thing it's more like a i don't know i was gonna say it's like rush hour but 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 rush hour is a buddy cop thing it's it's just them you know they're getting chased by badder guys than you know samuel jackson is and it's it's pretty funny like i I know i like the first one a lot um the second one though is just it's very cartoony it was funny i I, there was a few times when i laughed out loud and and uh anytime ryan reynolds is on screen it's a good time so um yeah overall it wasn't wasn't too bad um uh yeah i enjoyed it it's got it's got a uh Antonio Banderas is in it, which is fun. He and I, I, I just love Antonio Banderas so much. And even like this older Antonio Banderas is great, and uh, Salma Hayek's in it, which like Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek being in the same movie like gives me like Desperado flashbacks, which is a movie that I adore. So yeah, I was just, I was just just about to ask if they did any like funny or like you know nudges at like uh, hey we're back in a movie again desperado wink wink you know like that type they of thing sh- they should have I, I i actually wasn't really paying attention for that but i bet there there had to be some sort of nod to that because i mean i, I don't know yeah. i love that movie i assume it's i assume it's much beloved um but so, so were so those two didn't they mm-hmm. do the spy kids weren't they husband and wife in the spy kids movies no uh the spy kids mom was uh i'm drawing a blank on her name uh from the mummy uh rachel weiss oh okay yeah yeah pretty sure that's right uh but now you got now you got me googling yeah, uh sorry uh it's that that uh yeah it's antonio banderas and oh actually no it's not uh man in my head, it totally is, but it's uh, Carla Gugino, Gugino as Ingrid Cortez. Yeah, so uh, different actress entirely, and I'm dumb. I just uh, totally replaced Rachel Weiss in that role, and uh, you know what? I actually prefer this version of Spy Kids, so I'm going to keep it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's not too much to say about him and his wife's bodyguard. It's kind of a throwaway movie, but it was fun for, for an airplane, which is, I watched it courtesy of uh delta airlines on my seat back screen which was nice um but i did see dune which is uh a movie that i won't talk too much on because if people are listening to this they may still be trying to see it it's still in theaters it's only been out for about a week and a half at this point um dune was really good uh really cool except i missed the part at the beginning where it said dune part one so there's something that's like a Oh, the God. climax of, there's a climax of the movie at the end but it didn't feel like a climax to me and i was like we gotta we gotta move like there's a lot of shit that you teased and we still have to do that in this movie like let's let's get it going and then uh the credits roll like like one of the characters says like oh it's just just beginning and i'm like oh fuck okay well 
I guess in two to three years I'll get part two, and I think that I've actually learned that it's a part a three parter. So um, I actually started no. uh, listening to the audiobook um, because I was like, well, I got to figure out where this is going. So yeah, when I was a kid, <clears throat> my mom used to love watching uh, Dune. <laughs> um, she loved it, and I would watch it, and I would and I would like watching it. I don't know. I don't remember anything of the story. I've never read the books and, but yeah. I remember looking at it and I was like, wow, this is a cool looking movie, you know, to me back then as a little kid. And it was on par with like, uh, like star Wars kind of, it was just like, Oh, here's like a cool space thing or something like that, you know? And then as an adult, I realized a lot of people don't even like Dune because they say it's boring and this goes on and on and stuff like that. So I'm, I, I want to see it. I want to um, I want to watch it and then uh, go back and watch the original or maybe I'll watch the original first and then watch the remake. I don't know, but I want to see it. Um, I think that you're referring to the 1984 Dune movie, which, yeah, nobody liked it. It was the David Lynch, uh, Kyle MacLachlan uh, film that... Um, I think they tried to cram the whole story into one one movie. It's, I actually haven't seen it. It might actually be a fun thing for us to watch as part of this uh, this series, uh, this podcast. So we. I'm gonna have to push back because you said no one liked it. My mom loves that movie. Okay. I, I, I forgot. You. Yes, yes. <laughs> your your mom, well known uh, movie critic, uh, Stax's mom. I assume that's what she goes by. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, we'll, we'll have to bring her in as a guest on that episode. Maybe. Would I your mom do a podcast that. with us? That would be fun. That what that would be fun. But she would probably she probably wouldn't. She would probably rather um just like I'll I'll send you a voicemail. Oh, so. that'd be that would be fine too. Yep. We could play that. That'd yeah. be great. Okay. So so yeah, Dune uh good. Hitman's bodyguard less good, but still go go check both those movies out because they're they're perfectly perfectly fine movies i mean dune's actually good uh him bodyguard's wife or whatever is is uh is is enjoyable you know it, just for a popcorn movie um so what about you what have you been watching um so uh i've been watching like i said last episode uh the child's play movie i mean not the movie the chucky tv show mm-hmm. um uh season i mean episode three came out last week um episode four will come out by the time you're hearing it it came out last night um uh i just i really like the show it's really good i don't i i don't want to say too much other than it's like really good you've probably if you haven't seen it you've probably seen the memes uh or not meme but like the image going around of chucky talking to a kid and he says um i have a gender fluid child and the kid says are you and you're okay with that? And then Chucky says, "I'm not a monster," and it, that's just like <laughs> a, it's, it's just been blowing up all over the internet. And if you've seen that, and if you haven't seen it, it you should definitely go watch this TV show. It's really good. Um, outside of that, um, I did recently watch Mars Attacks, which is oh. stupidly funny and stupidly good. All star cast um, is great movie, super funny um jack nicholson plays two characters in this movie if you didn't know and both characters he's giving 110 <laughs> percent, and he's going full <laughs> jack nicholson in both of these characters and it's really good tremendous um, <laughs> uh but that movie's really good underrated well no it's not it's not underrated but um 
I personally, um, I always say that I don't like Tim Burton movies. I find them all kind of annoying. And it's not that uh, they're not, the movies themselves aren't annoying. It's just that people make them annoying. I don't know. Um, just like, I don't know, the people who are like their whole personality is Nightmare Before Christmas and Frank and Weenie and Edward Scissorhands. And it's just, I don't know, those people just kind of make me like, you know, but um, I always forget that Mars Attacks is a Tim Burton movie. So I every so if you ever hear me say that uh, all Tim Burton movies sucks, just remind me that Mars Attacks is a Tim Burton movie and I love it. And and okay, and then you love it. All right. So. I thought, uh, I thought you were going to say, just remind me that uh, Mars Attacks is a Tim Burton movie, and then I'll like reaffirm that position that all Tim Burton movies suck, but you like it, so so that's good. <laughs> um, I know that movie, I, I think I read like the plot synopsis, and I've seen like bits and pieces of it. I know it just for the for the cultural significance of uh, the ack, ack, ack thing, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so. it's crazy. It's a lot. It's like when you, you watch it, and you'd be like, wait a minute, is that, is this? wait a minute, did that person just die? Was that blah, 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 blah. And yeah, yeah. it's like any, everybody from freaking Jack Black to um, Ray, the singer Ray J is in there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, this episode is brought to you by Raycon. No, it's no, not. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's, not. Not, it's not actually. <laughs> Why are you trying, to, you trying to give out free sponsors? I appreciate you trying to set it up. If anything, if anything, this is uh, brought to you by, um, I don't know, Hims male enhancement. I, can we get that as a sponsor? I think uh, uh, probably. You know, uh, you know, I've, I you always hear keeps and hims or whatever, like all those other brands on, on podcasts. But yeah, I, I think we just need to start phoning up. Like, I want gas station boner pill sponsors. Yeah, um, Act- ActiveX. <laughs> Something like that. Like when you would go to the gas station and you see nine different pills in like a little container and it's like male enhancement. And I'm like, oh, fucking all of those are like, why are they all different? Like, <laughs> are you just uh, finding pills on the ground and throwing them in here? Like, yeah, that's there. Yeah. Those are always kind of sketchy. Like, I think we should take them as as one episode. I think um, uh, most definitely not. You, by all means, you can, but I'm not trying to have like a heart attack on, 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 on the podcast. Why not? I, I think uh, we have to theme it. it there's got to be a movie about boner pills, and then we take the boner pills for the episode and, and monitor progress throughout the, throughout the episode. You don't want to do that? No, not at all. What is that movie with... Um, what was that movie with uh, um, the hunky guy? Hunky Hugh Jackman. Guy, no, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, okay. he takes the pill, oh. he can use 100% of his brain. Is what it Invincible? No, no, it was like no. Invincible um, the the Mark Wahlberg. It's something like that. It's one word. It's uh, yeah. It's whatever. It's something. We could watch that movie. Limitless. And, limitless is what it is. Yeah. Limitless. Yes, we can watch Limitless and 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 pop gas station pills. I mean, <laughs> we we took uh, we took pills while we while we watched Limitless, and people are gonna be like, ah, to make your brain better. Like, no, we just wanted boners. <laughs> Good call. We want to increase our performance. It's, I imagine if those if those brands had um, uh, if those brands had TV commercials, they would all be like be like Fight Milk from um, yeah, always from sunny. Always Sunny, <laughs> yeah, Fight Milk. Girls, go. You know, <laughs> uh, 
speaking of Always Sunny, I've been watching Always Sunny. Um, I've just recently realized um, uh, Zach, our friend Zach, told me that um, that they have like there's like episodes that were have been removed of Always Sunny, and so I was like, I didn't know that. So I've just been going through and watching Always Sunny and seeing if I can spot the episodes that have been you know taken down i didn't really look into to see why they were taken off of like hulu and stuff like that there's probably a valid reason that show is kind of wild it um, is kind of wild i want but i would now i want to know which episodes they were yeah i didn't he he was just like yeah the was the last time you watch always sunny because they took down some episodes and apparently they took down some he said they took down some and then they added some back so i don't know it's a whole thing um but you know yeah i'm fi- watching go ahead you know what i'm finding out right now i just at a, at a quick glance bradley cooper has been in three movies with jennifer lawrence uh jennifer lawrence is like oh, the motherfuckers enjoy too he's been in four movies with jennifer lawrence um the only movies with jennifer lawrence i've seen is hunger games and the x-men movies Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence are in Joy. They're in Serena, which I've never seen. Silver Linings Playbook, which I have seen, which I, I enjoyed. And um, an American Hustle. And yeah. I didn't even never look that hard. There might be more. Uh, people say American Hustle is really good. I've never, I haven't seen it. I, mm. Didn't it win like an Academy Award or something like that? Or I don't think that that sounds right. I I think that it didn't. I didn't think that it did very well at all, but uh, oh, really? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, um, it's well, actually, it's got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, so we have a movie podcast, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, so uh, we got to watch American Hustle as one of these episodes. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be all it's about like us drama. just getting educated. Oh, yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, you know, we can talk about yeah. whatever. Yeah. Fucking, I'm, I'm sure there's more to talk about in that movie than there is about Biodome, which might lead us into this movie nicely because uh, into our, our spoiler-free reviews because uh, fucking hell. Can I start? Uh, Can I start? I want to start. I want to oh start. God. Spoiler-free okay. review of Biodome. Here we go. Um, first bullet point. This movie sucks. It's so bad. It's so fucking cringeworthy all the time. It... It's amazing how much I hate this movie and how like little I enjoyed it. And especially because I remember watching it a lot as a kid, I I thought that, oh, you know, it's going to be bad, but it's going to be funny bad. I don't think I laughed like more than one or two times. And it was usually just because something was so stupid that that it made me giggle. It it's so bad. And like if you're going to make a movie, I think you need to have like characters character development uh plot like shit has to happen and this movie has none of that like this movie has they introduced conflict in the third act and it's resolved 10 minutes later and it's not even like it's bullshit it's bullshit conflict like we'll get into it when we talk about the plot but it's it, there's no plot and um that this, this movie is actually better and we'll get into this part too. This movie's better if you think of it as a prequel to Waterworld. And there's enough things in here that I can draw the the lines and be like, "This is a prequel to Waterworld," and um, and that made me enjoy it more. If I just pictured this as being, you know, 500 years before the events of Waterworld, um, uh, I, I I wrote down it's not even a dome. We'll get into that. <laughs> there's a, there is no dome. 
and yeah, that would be one of the first things I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. The movie fucking lies to you right out of the gate. Yeah, it's terrible. And then so and then I I, I heard somewhere I, I wasn't able to verify this, but I heard somewhere that uh, this was a originally supposed to be a Bill and Ted movie. But I don't see how that could be true because like Bill and Ted did shit and it was funny and they went places and th- those movies were good, like or, or at least, you know, entertaining. And this movie is not that. And uh, so I, I don't know if that's the case. Um, but what I really thought about during this movie is like, why doesn't this movie work? And it's because the characters are so fucking unlikable. Um, I, I wrote this is just a bad Mallrats movie. And I was thinking about it because Mallrats is like dumb, kind of like like burnout guys in the '90s that like you know have like uh, they're just slackers basically. But yeah. in Mallrats, they're likable. You want TS and Brody to succeed. Fucking Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin in this movie are not likable at all, and they're assholes most of the time. And th- none of their motivations make sense they're not even doing anything most of the time and it's just fucking stupid uh so i this is just a bad mall rats this is mall rats without any of the things that made mall rats charming and fun um yeah and i mentioned that conflict isn't introduced until the third act and and then even when it's introduced it's stupid and yeah the characters don't develop whatsoever and this movie's just dumb and bad and uh boy yeah. Um, well, did you have anything else before I get into my review? No, 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 no. I that, that was I needed to get that out. That stuff was burning, like burning its way out of me all day. Yeah. So I this movie is ass. Okay, this is is so bad. Um, That's also what you said about Waterworld too. But I feel like this uh, movie is like a different level of ass. Yeah, this is a different level of ass. This is like. Uh, sweaty after six hours in a gym then going to a sauna then eating taco bell ass right i i so, enjoyed i enjoyed Waterworld. i didn't enjoy anything about this so i yeah this movie is so it just a lot, and i don't want to echo a lot of things you said because i agree um this movie is just terrible and then i when i was watching it i was thinking to myself would this movie be good if it was a cartoon if this was like a if this was a like a cartoon an animated movie because it's just like a lot of the stuff that they did just like a lot of the slapstick stuff it just doesn't work in person if it was like just if it was just like an animated thing and a person's doing a a wacky thing and then they slip and fall and you know whatever like that i think in a animated movie it might have worked the way their characters are 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 obnoxious and just annoying every like every other word out of their mouth just makes me want to throw up it's just like (laughs) i just hate everything about it and i think if this was a cartoon i think i would hate it less um if this was an animated series or movie yeah. I think this could have worked. The idea, the idea behind the movie isn't bad. I mean, there's just I don't know if it's the acting um or well in the the ending of it is kind of bad, but the ending 
just it gets better. <laughs> I think the ending's better than the beginning, even though the ending doesn't make sense. Well, really. yeah, in the the first half of the movie, they don't they're not doing anything. Like I said, like yeah. like they don't introduce conflict or like like the characters are directionless until the last third of the movie. And to what you were saying about it being like maybe it was would be better if it was animated. Yeah, like this makes sense as like a fifteen minute Animaniacs episode, and. Yeah. But like Animaniacs is funnier than this shit, and this shit had Hollywood writers on it, and Polly Shore was like a big deal at the time. Polly Shore had you know done Encino Man, had done uh, uh, in the Army now, and uh, this is after I think he did Jury Duty, so he was kind of on the decline. But uh, but I do think that like this is there's there's this kind of comedy that came out of like the late 80s early 90s i feel like it started with like maybe bill and ted you get things like clerks and mall rats where it's like these kind of these 90s comedies about like slacker dudes and and uh, you know clerks and mall rats they're, they're very simple premises and and this one's a little bit more out there but then i feel like we if you follow this trend it's like the rise of Polly shore you get encino man you get in the army now and then you get fucking this all culminates with like Tom Green's Freddy Got Fingered and then that style of comedy I feel like went away and for good reason because it was bad yeah I'm, I am so glad that the Pauly Shores and the Tom Greens and the Andy Dicks are no longer yeah. able to make movies because <laughs> I mean they probably still yeah. they probably still make movies but I'm glad they stay in whatever small hole that they get made in <laughs> um, I actually watched as part of like my research and, and preparing for this um, I went and ro- watched a uh, clip where Polly Shore is talking to Joe Rogan uh, on the Joe Rogan experience podcast and oh my god mm-hmm. I, this means I had to watch seven minutes of Joe Rogan which also was shitty but um but Polly Shore has like a weird. It made me like him less watching that that discussion with Joe Rogan. He talks about how he's he's saying some shit like he like he was there at MTV and like helped make MTV what it was in the nineties, and he says that like he paved the way for like like people give credit to Adam Sandler's and stuff and it was basically it basically came off as like man nobody remembers me and I was I was there and everybody remembers these other guys but like and Joe Rogan asked him some like tough questions like Polly Shore says that he was he's sad watching these movies um because it reminds him of it when he was in his 20s and things were good and he was like starring in movies and it was you know his his character was was popular and Joe Rogan asked like well why do you think that went away and like they call it the the weasel character, you know that that Polly Shore would play, and like I think mm-hmm. he said that he he realizes that that kind of fell out of favor, and that he should have listened to his managers more. Like he started doing movies like apparently his managers didn't want him to do In the Army Now, and even though it was I, I think from what I remember, granted I would have probably said the same thing about Biodome before this. Um, I I remember In the Army Now being pretty pretty funny, actually, and I've I've, I've never seen it. And I've I've seen Encino Man, and Encino Man was good, but Polly Shore was still very. It was he was just as annoying in that to me. But I think that movie is just a better movie. See, like, I kind of I, I kind of like his shtick. Is is you know his, his I like. I, I'm probably in the minority here, especially now, um, but I like 
his type of humor. I like his, I like the say hello to Jordito thing. Like, I like that shit. And it's, I wanted to like this movie because of it, but this movie's just so gross at times and not funny. And, and then watching that clip of him on Joe Rogan where it was just kind of came off as like, uh, I'm sad and nobody remembers me and I put, you know, comedy on the map or whatever. Like, it, that, I, I, felt, I wish he just aged a little bit more gracefully. And it, to be honest, he seems like a big jerk. I, I remember seeing him in an Entourage episode and he played a jerk character and maybe that got into my head. But... He just doesn't seem like a cool, chill dude. I wish he had more of a demeanor of like, yeah, I had a dope time in my 20s. I played this character and, you know, it didn't really pan out, but he's still got to be rich, right? I hope he I hope he put some money away and he's doing well and he could have just kind of gracefully aged. And I'd, I wouldn't even mind seeing him in some stuff nowadays, but, you know, but maybe like as a different character, you know, acting differently. But I feel like he's yeah. just... I think... Not marketable. I think if he were to do... I think if he, I think if he were to do more characters, um, like he did in like a goofy movie, Leaning Tower Chisa, where it's like this small thing where he can just do the one thing that he's kind of good at. Maybe it won't work now, but I think if he were to do more of that, I think he would be able to. People, I think it would have enough nostalgia behind it where people would be like, Haha, "It's that guy. I love that. I love that guy." You yeah, know, like but, it's been long enough that he could do some cameos and pop up yeah. and people wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think he'll be able to do I don't think his style of comedy would actually work today. I don't think people would like it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Just my opinion, you know. Yeah, well, I feel like that what this means is we have to watch all of the Polly Shore movies and try to figure out where it went wrong and do a postmortem on his career. And uh, and yeah, so stay tuned for the Polly Shore marathon sometime after uh, what we have planned. Uh, With that being said, I guess it's a good uh, good uh, time to announce that I'm quitting. So, oh, you know, uh, you could do that by yourself. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know what? You know what? I take that back. I take that back. I will watch Goofy movie and a stream, and, and then you're done. Stream with your Goofy movie, then I'm done. Well, that's okay because uh, this is a good time to announce my solo podcast, the Shorecast, where I just talk about Polly Shore. I, I, I keep up weekly with what Polly Shore is doing. Everything happening in the world of Polly Shore. It is not about Jersey Shore. We will not be talking about Snooky. Please stop sending me emails. I mean, I kind of like if you were to do it about. Uh, Jersey Shore, and then we could talk all about Polly D on the Jersey Shore. I mean, yeah, that I mean, sounds if, like an idea. If ever we get like a another trash TV show of that caliber, I feel like we should do a weekly podcast just like reviewing episodes. Oh, there are so many trash TV shows all right, now well, that we could do. We've got one. <laughs> we po- we've got it. one podcast. Let's get this one up off the ground, and then we'll and then we'll look into this because uh, right, that yeah. that would actually be fun. We could actually spawn a whole podcast out of that. There's a whole bunch of things on on Netflix. Like, uh, I I mean, I liked uh, the Circle. I but it was trash television. There's a lot of like dating shows and shit that we can watch like that and just do oh, yeah. reviews on it. But I feel like it has like to be topical. Next? Oh boy. Okay. Well, Netflix. let's. Let's finish this podcast and then we'll get okay, into it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I okay. remember next. Okay, now wait, I remember next. And I, I like that a lot. And I like their cheesy scripted one-liners when they'd hop oh, off the bus. Did you, thought like a, you, you thought I was telling you, okay, next, next. Yeah. 
I can't oh, wait no. to meet the. I can't wait to meet this girl's mom because then she'll love me for sure. And it's just like all these stupid fucking like one-liners that were scripted. I definitely yeah. knew. I knew somebody who knew somebody who was on that show, and it was like for the most part it wasn't scripted, but that shit definitely wasn't. Yeah. Um, okay. So. All right. Oh, man, I wish we could just talk about next. Now we have a, now we're going to get into the the spoiler filled portion of the podcast where we're going to talk about everything that happens in Biodome. So stick around for the next forty five seconds while we go through the plot of Biodome because nothing fucking happens in this movie. Yeah, um, nothing happens. Oh, nothing. and if you've if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, just listen. Get get spoiled through Honestly, this because save the time. We're yeah, funnier than the movie is. It. Yeah. Okay, so, Biodome, without further ado, uh, we got a fucking 90s-ass music intro, and I could have swore that this was the band MXPX, which nobody's going to know that reference, but uh, it's actually not MXPX, and I was sad. I actually thought, you know, if this movie starts off with some MXPX, I might be in just from, like, a 90s kid perspective. Um and we get a quote at the end of a there's a there's an intro with the song and they're doing the kind of like ransom note thing and you already know you're a hostage you're in a hostage situation so they they do adequately prepare you for what's coming up um and we get the quote over the last few years mankind has been witness to a continual parade of environmental disasters leaving many searching for a ray of hope in an already bleak landscape and i'm like Fucking, this is the same thing that kicked off Waterworld. This is the same quote of, like, the raising polar ice caps. And I was like, oh, man, this is, like, a prequel to Water. Like, I'm already forming that that connection of, like, this is just, like, Waterworld. And then they show the fucking Exxon Valdez, which is actually the ship that all the smokers were on in Waterworld. And I'm like, holy fucking shit, this really is the prequel to Waterworld. Um, Yeah, so I got very excited about that and uh, thought I was really clever for making that connection, but probably not that clever. Um... We're introduced to Dr. Noah Faulkner, and they're creating the first space station on Earth. And I put here, so it's an Earth station, because yeah. Like, and then they don't really set up why. They they talk about how there's natural disasters on Earth, so I can presume that they're setting up the biodome to run experiments. But their goal is just to like keep it at homeostasis. But like, so what are they going to do? Emerge from this biodome in a year and be like, hey, if we get rid of cars and we only eat soy, everything will be fine. And then they just get fucking like laughed at and that's it. Like, what's the goal? I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand the goal. I didn't know. I I get that there were like each scientist um, had a different role, but I didn't know. But like the only scientist that I kind of understood what they were doing was the bug scientist kind of where he was just kind of like, no, I just want to see if I can get these bugs to blah, 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 blah. And then blah, 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 blah. Right. And so I was like, okay, I get, he's got a specific purpose here. Yeah. But what that was the, the only point? thing. Yeah. Yeah. But what is the point of everybody else? Like I get like, you are a plant person. So you are overseeing the plants and stuff like that. We'll get, like, we'll, what? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get, we'll get to that. But like, he, the bug scientist dude, didn't need a fucking biodome to get two butterflies to have sex. Like yeah. he could have done that. He could have done that in his basement. I mean, that's honestly, if you're trying to get animals to hook up, like I feel like basements a better setting anyways than the biodome. <laughs> yeah, and 
like and i i I'm, I'm guessing the biodome was supposed to be like so did they say that it was supposed to be is this like a test for if they send it into space or is this just something that's always going to be on earth to see if they can no no yeah it was on earth i also was getting at the fact that this might make a better th- that specific actor we'll get to the to, to who he is the 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 entomologist guy that yeah. specific actor in a uh human centipede themed like you know a human centipede vibe where he's just trying to get butterflies to to procreate I think is a, a a better movie than this is. I'm gonna go. Actually, let's stop the podcast. I'm gonna go write that script right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a spinoff of Biodome. It's gonna be lots of fun. Um. Yeah, and that actor. I could talk more about that actor when we get when we. Yeah, get we'll get to there. that point. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we're introduced here to cool guys, Bud and Doyle, and we're already getting full Polly Shore, like right out of the gate. He's doing the like. I mean, it's a bit, but like. It's just Polly Shore. Like you, you know what Polly Shore sounds like. He's over the top, very uh, eccentric, um, and we're getting like full Polly Shore as they are playing. Tick, uh, they're playing uh, rock paper scissors, and I don't think we know what for until Doyle loses, assumes the position, and Polly Shore takes a running start and hits him in the forehead with a book. He does a really cool sped up backflip and hits a shelf and collapses to the ground. And um, that was when I paused the movie and I was like, oh boy, I might need a drink for this one. Oh well, yeah. It started just pouring the cocktail right there. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is what this movie is going to be. Okay. It, it's just, I don't like wacky movies like that. Yeah. I mean, like Mr. Bean can do it or like. He's the know, only one. Yeah. Or like. Rowan um, Atkinson gets a pass and that's it. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe the guy who did uh, the Naked Gun movies, maybe Leslie, Leslie but, Nielsen. Yeah. Other than that, no. These these are these are peak annoyance for me. Okay. Well, I I got bad news for you, Stacks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, their girlfriends arrive. Monique and Jen. Monique is Bud's girlfriend. Jen is uh, is Doyle's girlfriend. They um they do not deserve these girls. First of all. Uh, they are slackers. You know what? But like, they don't ever talk about. I, I I think we can assume that they don't have jobs. They never talk about having jobs. They seem like they're slackers. The Monique makes a lot of uh, references to Bud staying on his couch. Um, so this is just peak '90s, where you can be a '90s slacker guy and have a hot girlfriend and a and, and a decent sized house. You know? Yeah. Um, and I was I'm, jealous I'm, for a second. And I'm guessing that she pays for everything because a later part in the movie, she has just like she in her house, she just has like this massive freaking like mansion. It felt like a mansion. She's in a big house, but it's implied that her mom lives there with uh, her mom's boyfriend. And we'll get to that shit. That's weird. Her family's rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, but her family might be rich, you know, but maybe Bud is paying for everything because he's got that he's got that big house, which we, you know, we never see his parents there. Um, are Bud and Doyle related? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, so there's a part where. I don't know. I don't want to say any much further. I want to get ahead, but it's just like, I don't think so. But there's a lot of things where like. 
makes me think, no, these guys aren't like, um, they just make references to being bisexual. And, but then there's like childhood things where like childhood flashbacks, which makes me think they grew up since they were babies together, which is kind of, I don't, I have no idea. They never really explained. I think they're, I think they're best friends. I think they're best friends. And, but we'll get to a scene later and, and we'll talk about the, the, the potential relationship between them. Cause uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, so Polly Shore's character, bud, uh, ultimately they have played rock, paper, scissors to see who gets hit in the head with a book so that they can fake one of them having a, me- a medical emergency so that they don't have to go to a uh, like a what was it like a save the planet rally or something like that or to pick up garbage or something like that with their yeah. their girlfriends um which i get it that sounds that stuff sounds lame anyways but um but they they go about this all wrong um bud brings the girls into the house and shows them that doyle is twitching on the ground and the girls are immediately sympathetic um until jen notices the outline of uh like the logo on the book and the book next to doyle and um and this is where bud thinks on his feet he says no we i didn't hit him with the book to get out of this the he he hit he was trying to free the mahi mahi on the wall, and Bud goes free mahi mahi, free mahi mahi. There's like a f- stupid fish on the wall, and um, and then he says something to the effect of Doyle fell and hit the book, or the book fell and hit Doyle, like the book and Doyle collided, and that's his super cool way of getting out of it. I guess I don't know, super dumb. Yeah, um, that whole that whole thing just like didn't make sense because like <laughs> like you know how hard he would have to like hit him for that indent to be in his forehead and and because it like on the book it wasn't even like that thick it was like probably like i don't even know the measurement that you would measure that like it was so small there's no way that he could have done i don't that. think it's i don't think it's even about force i think that like you're just not in contact for that long i think no matter how hard he hit him he would yeah. never have the imprint of a book on his face but if you want we can try this we'll have to we'll do yeah, it. it depends, depends we'll meet up book. we'll meet up and try it out um so i i put no jobs giant house makes sense stupid 90s housing prices um my my parents bought a house when i was born and uh my dad worked at my dad was a manager at a movie theater and my mom stayed home to watch me uh, what just, just goes to and they bought a fucking like three bedroom house yeah yeah no <laughs> yeah. not 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 in this not in these days and times no not not happening anymore um okay so then this movie takes a turn for me is the girls are pissed they storm off um bud and doyle are kicking it on the couch and we get the fucking grossest scene in film history. Bud sticks out his leg and says to Doyle, like, bite it. Get the one with the corn. And Doyle bites his toenail, says yeah. nice one, and then spits the toenail. And I was vomiting. I was throwing up everywhere. Yeah, that was so unnecessary and gross. It's like, what is the, like, I don't even know, like, how... Like no normal people like 
your best friend. It's disgusting. The, oh my think god. Of, think of your bestest best friend in the world of the same sex, and would you put their foot in your mouth? And it's just like, mm, no. No, I, like, I'm I'm well documented. I'm on the rock record as saying I don't like feet. So this is just like a grotesque scene. I don't I don't want anybody's feet anywhere near me, let alone in my mouth. So yeah, yeah. this is this is a rough one. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just gross, and it's oh, and immediate, and it's just like. Oh, 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 okay. Right. <laughs> okay. So the girls are pissed and they go to the, uh, the whatever, like save the planet rally or, or pick up trash or whatever they're doing. Um, and they, they call Bud and Doyle and they let them know that they've met some hotties from Arizona Tech and they're swimmers and they're going to party with them. And Bud and Doyle are mortified by this by this thought, and uh, they say a bunch of stuff about swimmers. But the only thing that I wrote down because I thought it was actually kind of funny is they they're talking about the swimmers, and they look both like look forward and in unison they say, "Wearing those grape smugglers." I think they're referring to the <laughs> to the speedos, and yeah. I thought that was actually kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I think there's another part where they're like they say. Um, Something uh, shaved down pool Nazis oiling up our women's and swimming in a Olympic sized pool. Uh, it's <laughs> Olympic sized like, toilet, and then oh, they, they, yeah. it's it's in that scene, and and at that point is also when uh, Doyle says like pools are filled with diseases, and Bud says yeah after we've been in them, and it's like all right, <laughs> oh, yeah. that was a good one. That was a good one. Fucking like solid self burn there. Um, so. Uh, they, they call the Speedos grape smugglers, and they are determined to get their girls back. So they uh, they hop in the car, and they're cruising through the Arizona desert. And for no apparent reason, Bud takes, like, firecrackers. I think it's just to establish that he has firecrackers for later. But he grabs these firecrackers, he lights it, he throws it out the window, and blows up a rabbit. Uh, no fucking reason. It was, I guess it, was, yeah. it wasn't funny, but it was... It was a thing that happened, I guess. Uh, and Doyle says he's not going to lose his girlfriend to web-footed porpoise prissy punks. And I was like, web-footed? This is another Waterworld reference. Fucking A. Yeah. This is, so, I think it's confirmed. I think so. It, come, it comes out a year later. I feel like some of these are, have got to be blatant nods. Uh, there, there's a lot of uh, Waterworld references, so, you know. That's that's a fun part of watching the movie. That was the only enjoyment I had watching it. Um, on the road, they see a cool new mall called Biodome because they're fucking morons. And they see this cool new mall and they wonder uh, if Biodome means that it goes both ways and, because they sure do. And I totally thought they were going to kiss because they kind of stick their tongues out and like wiggle them around. But this is where we get into the whole are they buy thing, which is what, which is what uh, you had brought up. Um, we talked about this yesterday. Um, I don't think they're bi. I think that they are. There's a lot of there's a lot of gay jokes in this in this movie, and I think that that is in there as it's the '90s shock factor of them being even a little bit not straight. And yeah. so I think I think that they are definitely straight. It's just funny because I don't know I don't know when Polly Shore came out, but Polly Shore is gay, right? So. It's it's weird to have somebody doing gay jokes and using words like homos, uh, even though you know in the real world he's gay. So 
yeah so i i i just thought it was like i was like i don't know in my head Polly shore has always been gay so that's what so when like i don't know not like so when i saw it it was like okay this is cool and then like they do the little tongue sticking out thing and then they make a comment to the other guy and to like the security guard i think and and i'm just like well watching this i'm just like okay I, these guys are kind of uh bi or um i don't really know like or i can't really describe it where it's like they kind of I don't know. Help me out here. Like it's not, not not really not necessarily maybe not by but like. Uh, I mean. I don't know. By the lexicon of the time, by would be the only thing if if they weren't actually gay. But I. Yeah. But, uh, I mean. I, I they 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 do make them kind of sexually ambiguous, I guess, by by yeah, inserting things in there in there, but it. They, yeah, they do leave it a little ambiguous, but it, I, I, I look at it as it's played for jokes, and yeah, um, yeah I mean, and, yeah, and I didn't think about like that till you told me, like, yeah, I guess this could be true. It wasn't, you know, '90s, and you know, it'd be a better movie. Really... It'd be a better movie if they realized that they uh, were gay uh, for each other, and that they get each other better than anybody else, and they actually decide to be together, and that would actually be a cute ending, and wouldn't redeem this movie at all, but it would be better than what they did, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, if they ever do make a, if they ever do a remake of this, that that'd be a good ending for them to do. I, we don't need to. We don't even need to get them to do a remake. I mean, Stephen Baldwin and Polly Shore. I think we can get them for a week for like fifty bucks. We could film it ourselves. Uh, maybe. Uh, let me pull up their cameos because I'm sure <laughs> they have some. <laughs> Go to cameo and they're like, they think they're going to be recording like a twenty second like clip for your friend's fucking bar mitzvah or something like that. And you're like, we want you to help us re-record, uh, re-film Biodome to where you and Doyle become gay lovers. Um, no, I think that would be great. I think we could really, we could bring Biodome back. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you know what uh, I remember now is from Polly Shore on that Joe Rogan experience uh, huh. clip that I watched. Polly Shore mentions uh, Biodome is what I get referenced from because it's got a cult following. And I was like, dude, you are using cult fault like cult following there is doing a lot of work you're using that very liberally <laughs> i don't think yeah. this has a cult following i think people know this movie shitty i don't think that anybody's like yeah most people don't like bio biodome but i fucking love it did i call it bio world biodome i'm just mixing bio biodome and water yeah. world in my head yeah. now. same movie right same, same movie series. same movie same franchise um yeah so uh the fact that he thinks that biodome has a, a cult following is pretty funny to me but you know Maybe if this if this podcast gets listened to, maybe we'll find out all the the domies they call them, the yeah. biodome fans are going to come out. So what are we going to do if like Polly Shore does see this and he's like, "Good lord, okay, uh, sorry." Um, is he is he Christopher Lloyd? <laughs> Great no, no, Scott. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I as as I was trying to say my sentence, the his cameo 
popped up and he charges $325 for personal use. No, Polly, uh, I feel like Polly's this is Polly's problem. This is the Polly problem. He needs to realize where he is in the pantheon and realize that, you know, he's not a $300 on cameo type of person. Granted, I know what I'm getting all my friends this year is Polly Shores <laughs> wishing them a wishing them a happy birthday, but 300 bucks is too much for Polly Shore. Polly, you can rake it in if you did it for like 60 bucks. Yeah, he would get so many. So, getting back to the plot, um, Doyle says he's not going to lose his girlfriend to a web footed porpoise prissy prick, which we talked about, or punk, I guess is what he says. Uh, prick would have been better, actually. Um, they see a cool new mall on the way. They're going to, they, oh yeah, they make out, they pretend that they're going to make out because it's biodome and that means it goes both ways and so do they. And then it made me feel weird the way that they kind of wiggled their tongues at each other. Um, and then they get to, they get to Vasquez Lakes where there's supposed to be a kegger that their girlfriends told them that they were going to with these Arizona tech dudes. But the girls lied about the kegger at Vasquez Lakes. Uh, it's super rude and they're at an empty lake. Um, and it's filled with garbage and this is where the movie becomes fucking an episode of family guy they family yeah. guy should sue biodome because there's just stupid like non sequitur flashbacks that are dumb here i i swear when i when i was watching this movie i was like why why are they doing uh family guy style freaking jump cuts they do it like three or four times and it's dumb yeah. every time it doesn't add anything it's not funny it's 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 bad um we get a, fa- a flashback to when they were kids at vasquez lakes and bud's mom is straight up trying to drown him <laughs> uh she is uh teaching him how to, to hold his breath i think and she was holding him underwater and doyle says like why are you doing that and she pulls him out of the water and she says okay now let's go for three minutes and then she sticks his head back in the water and it's it's not funny but man is it there um on the way home doyle has got a piss and he can't hold it so they stop at that mall the biodome they arrive as the ceremony is beginning uh there's a, a ceremony that they're putting on introducing the scientists and what the project is um so the ceremony is beginning and a security guard stops them from entering the biodome uh and for some reason doyle here like the security guard stops them, tells them that he can't enter and that they need to go away. And Doyle straight up like does a Nazi salute and then yells, sir, yes, sir. And it's weird. Did you catch that? I did not catch the Nazi salute. I remember he the sir, yes, sir. Definitely does. It's it were like, oh, wow, it's very, it was very close to it. If not, if not a Nazi salute, I don't know. I was like, why did he do that? It's fucking weird. He could have saluted like, you know, put his hand to his head. But no, yeah. it was he was he was committed. I mean, um, I mean, sometimes I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't have done that, but I have done in the past where like uh, a, a person has been like, hey, can you do this thing a thing? And I'd be like, oh, yes, I'm out, so I'll do that for, you know, like kind of like play that up. But I don't think I don't like I don't know if that's what they were trying to do, but I don't know. It's I, I can get that kind of. I could get that kind of. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's okay for Bud to do in that kind of move. And I don't know if it's okay if a guy does a Nazi salute in a joking way that, like that. Or I, I don't the, know. I think the gesture is is profane in any circumstances. I don't know yeah. what '90s standards were uh, about it, but uh, yeah. but I know what 21, 21 standards are, and I was like, why is he doing that? Yeah. 
So, um, I don't, yeah, like, but people like, uh oh, we're about to get political. But I was like, people call people Nazis all the time, especially now. I feel like so if like someone's like, yes, Nazi sir, is that like, would that be? And they did the salute with if they're like mocking somebody, is that fine? Like if it's in a mocking way. Um, if it's I don't like think you're so. Calling I don't think that person a mo- Nazi. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think even in satire or or uh, you know parody or mocking somebody that you that you should do the salute necessarily. Yeah. But I'm gonna leave it open to the fact that you know I'm not a I'm, I don't think comedy should be policed. And uh, if you if you find a way to make that funny, given the context, I mean. Go for it, but I think that that's a rough one. I don't, I wouldn't go yeah. there myself. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it was awkward. It was awkward to see it in the movie. Yeah, uh, I and then missed that completely. He follows it up by threatening the security guard and doing uh, very stereotypical like karate sounds, and that also felt weird in 2021. There's yeah. a lot of shit that feels weird in 2021 in this movie, and, like, we haven't even, like, yeah. scratched the surface of it. Um, Doesn't he do, like, a, like, he has, like, a gun, he's like, he's like, no, put the gun down, put the gun down, this is not time for violence. That's later on, yeah, that's oh, later. Yeah, oh. yeah, Doa goes, like, cop mode, yeah, I'll, yeah, we'll get to there, probably. Um, <laughs> or, or I'll just keel over and die halfway through reading the plot synopsis of this movie. Um, okay, so we're introduced to the Biodome 5, which is low-key kind of a cool name for a team. Um, but they are Olivia Biggs, geologist, T.C. Romulus, entomologist, Petra Von Kant, uh, oceanographer, Mimi Simmons, agriculturist. Um, I'm going to tell you straight up, Olivia Biggs, we see like one more time in the movie. Uh, she's used, like She's just not... There and TC Romulus, I mean, is used for like two jokes, but th- these are not real characters. The only ones who actually do matter are uh, Petra von Kant and Mimi Simmons, only because for the rest of the movie, Bud and Do- uh, Doyle are going to try to hook up with them until the girls actually come on to them and then they will reject them. Um, yeah. spoilers, um, Romulus. Uh, <clears throat> Romulus, uh, his name is Kevin West. Um, he, he was, I just want to say that I like this actor i don't i mean i don't know if i like this actor but i like when he's in movies because he kind of plays he usually plays like this same character like this little smarmy like type of guy you know Uh and he's in um one of my favorite movies uh probably top 20 of all time is uh called house guest starring uh sinbad and um Oh crap! The guy who plays—he um, did the voice for The Simpsons, and he died. Um, oh, he did Troy McClure on The Simpsons. Why am I blanking on his name? I'm not a Simpsons fan, so I oh, really? do not know. Uh, <laughs> I'm um, looking it up right now. So there's House Guest with. Uh, with it's uh, got uh, well, it's got Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman was very popular. Phil Hartman, yes. Is yes, that, yes, is that who you're Hartman talking about? Okay. Sinbad, yes. I didn't know. And, I didn't know that Phil Hartman was on Simpsons. That's cool. Yeah, he does. Uh, Oh yeah, well you, you're not a fan of it, but uh, he does a quite a few voices in like the early, in the the, the very early seasons of the the Simpsons. Okay, hmm, interesting. Yeah. But he's in there, and he's like this uh, snooty wine taster um, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should definitely add house guests to our list of movies to watch. Um, it stars Sinbad, who's uh, who owes money 
and then he runs from these people. He get, tries to get away from these people he owes money to, and then he bumps into this guy at the airport, and he's like, "Wait, are you are you my friend from high school?" And it's like, "Yeah, I'm your friend from high school." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I, oh yeah, yeah, I'm here to pick you up from the airport because you came to visit us." It's like, "Yeah, I came to visit you," and so it's Sinbad in this house with these rich, this rich uh, family, and. It's just it's just a stupid goofy movie and it's really good. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, so he and he's in there and as soon as I saw him in this movie, I was like, oh, it's the wine taster from 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 house guest. So I, I was <laughs> okay. really excited to see him. <laughs> I know. I got real hype about Kevin West, the character who yeah. d- does nothing in this. Yeah, uh... he does nothing. He does <laughs> nothing in house guest either, but it's oh, okay. you know. he's still your favorite. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, that works. That works. We we could definitely add that to the list. Uh, and it, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast and you have suggestions uh, in the Discord, there's a whole place where you can uh, a whole Discord channel where you can throw your suggestions. So if you want to see house guests, go throw it in there as well. Um, all right. So back to the plot. Um, Doyle is trying to piss in a fountain outside the biodome because they've been like turned away, and uh, he can't do it, man. He can't. He he's having trouble pissing in public, I think, and uh, because he can't do it, Bud Bud decides to be a real Bud and throws some firecrackers to distract the guard. And uh, one of the only funny parts of this movie is that as the firecrackers are going off, a woman yells, "Assassins on the grassy knoll!" And it was the first <laughs> time. It was. Yeah, I'm- uh, that, that part was just so random i was like what it was the first time i laughed in this like this is like 25 minutes in i'm like this is the first this is the first semi-funny thing that's been in the movie um but yeah I, and i i thought that's gonna be my response to any time i hear a loud sound from now on um so yeah, that's that's good. And then uh, Bud and Doyle sneak into Biodome uh, while the security guard is distracted. And there's no food courts or stores or they say toiletries, but they don't know what toiletries are um, because this is not a mall. And they're starting to figure that out. They, this is a weird mall to them. Um, but Bud pees into a waterfall and there's a computer that's freaking out about uh, toxins in the rainforest. And I, I can't believe this, but like that I'm asking this, like, he was throwing off the homeostasis by pissing in the waterfall and the, the computer's freaking out because there's toxins but like isn't that natural why would that throw off the homeostasis um i guess it depends if they're like if they're like partiers like they say maybe the computer is picking up like marijuana and cocaine or pills or something like that alcohol oh, okay all right maybe, maybe they're I mean, introducing something that's been not fully processed out of uh, his body yeah okay all right yeah uh maybe it was the whole thing where i said yeah the pools are filthier especially when we leave them type of thing you know yes yeah. their essence is their presence is, is yeah their yeah. presence throws off the uh the homeostasis of the biodome um so the doors are sealed with the biodome five sealed in for a whole year but wait bud and doyle are inside so that's actually a funny shot where like the they're they're in like this glass like area where they can come down and talk to people in the outside world all of the scientists and then bud and doyle walk down behind them and it causes a panic in the crowd um because Bud and Doyle are now sealed inside the biodome for a full year, and the people start panicking, and this is where we get introduced to 
Uh, the character's name is uh, like William Leakey or something like that. He's this like little old guy with uh, like white hair. I'm going to call him Jerry Jones for the rest of this because that's the only way I can remember who he is in the movie. Um, Jerry Jones, Wait, the you... owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they look exactly the same. Um, it's, it's just easier this way. Um, so Jerry Jones explains that they're uh, to, they're to simulate chaos theory. They've added Bud and Doyle that this is actually intended. And Bud and Doyle were put in there to simulate, simulate chaos theory. And that's some nice on the fly thinking. Yeah, speaking that was of flies, really speaking of flies, this is when Doyle, uh, sees a fly on his shirt, smacks it, and then eats it, and Bud uh, also grabs a little bit of it and licks his finger, and uh, it's disgusting. Yeah, did, you have, like, did you have more to say about the... I wanted, no, I just, I wanted to use my segue. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I just... I, uh, the, the leaky... I mean, not leaky. Wait, what was his name? Yeah, Dr. Leaky. William Leaky, leaky. I think, is his William name. Leaky. He's just, um, he's just yeah. the rich guy who paid for Biodome. Um, if, uh, you, if you are a King of the Hill fan, he plays the voice of Bob Jenkins in, uh, King of the Hill. I just wanted to throw that out there if you're King of the for Hill all the King like of, are. for all the King of Hill fans. Yeah. I, yeah, I have not seen my, it. I know it's the best what? anime around. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. What? Okay. All right. Cut the show. We can't I've seen this. the, I've seen the pocket sand bit. I know that you love it, but every time I ask if I should watch it, people are like, nah, it's okay. Oh my god, okay. All right. I have I've Whoever heard that people are cut them off. I've heard people say like you don't actually need to watch it. It's not it's not like that co- uh, caliber. But then I've also had people say it's the best anime of all time. And uh Yeah, I, maybe you're the best <sighs> anime person. Okay. So oh we're moving on. We're moving on. Okay. I'm ready. We'll be here we'll be here all night. This is supposed to be a short podcast. Um uh, apparently it's too hard to just open the door up even though they like literally just sealed it uh, they can't open the door up and delay the experiment by five minutes so fucking everybody's stuck in there for a year now um, the boys harass Mimi before Noah shows up they're busting out all their best uh, uh, you know pickup lines Bud says uh, are you tired and she says no and he says but you've been running through my mind all day and it's it's shit of that caliber and it's it's awful it's, it's- so so I want to give this movie credit. Is this uh-huh. movie the first? Is is this where that stuff came from? I doubt it. No way. There's no way. This, you think okay. this movie? You think this movie invented anything? You think this movie's clever enough to have a one fucking original joke in it, or it doesn't have any jokes in it? I, let alone, I would have taken them recycling jokes from from better movies, but fucking, they, they didn't even go that far. They just this movie's a drama. This movie's a drama because there's no fucking jokes in it. Yeah. Biodome sucks as a comedy. Biodome is a drama. Still sucks, but it's better than as a comedy. Um, the uh, wait, wait. Uh, the boys harass Mimi before Noah shows uh, them to their room, which is a janitor closet, and they take their chance again to harass Mimi and now Petra. Um, they are laying on the ground. They they do this stupid rock paper scissors thing, and it's a running joke throughout the movie. I call it a running joke. It's not that funny. Uh, Doyle always does rock when they play rock paper scissors, and Bud always does paper, so he beats him every time they play rock paper scissors. And he gets the pillow and the one blanket that they have, and so uh, Doyle is sleeping uh, with a 
trash bag on him and they say you know this is not comfy and they can't get to sleep so what are they gonna go do they're gonna go find some beds and this is when the fucking 90s grossness comes in because they just climb into bed they just climb into bed with the girls uh while they're sleeping and they start to like touch them and it's weird and then they up and it's like yeah yeah and then they get kicked out of the rooms and they get like bump into each other in the hallway and they laugh about it and it's funny because it's the 90s yeah that part was like wow they really like they could really get away with this back then but like then i'm thinking about i was like could they get away with it back then either like because i don't think i've ever seen a movie like be that kind of like a comedy be like hey this is something that we do you know maybe like it's kind of on par to like the the like um revenge of the nerds where he like yeah tricks that girl i'm just like this is like not even like i don't know like if i would have saw this like years ago i think like yeah this is kind of weird it's awkward but i think it was still i think it was still no i don't want to call it acceptable it was just not there wasn't the backlash that there would be today for something like that. Like that, like it, it is funny to watch movies with a 2021 20, perspective and s- see stuff like that and be like, this is just gross and weird and, and awkward. And this would never be made today. But, uh, but knowing at the time that this is what was played for comedy. And yeah, I think we've come a long way in a relatively short period of time. Um, but fuck, it's, it's still awkward to see. Um, and I think revenge of the nerds only came out like 10 years before this movie. So it's not like, those were so far apart that that you know they yeah. should have made progress in the time um but it's it's still bad the the revenge of the nerds thing is marginally worse i think there's yeah. a, but like panty raids were like a thing in in movie i mean i remember there's an episode of spongebob that like featured a panty raid yeah so and it's like his mom it was mr Krabs' mom like, <laughs> yeah I guess that was their way of being like, hey, it's, it's just his mom, you know? It's like, okay. Yeah, it's uh, creepy, awkward stuff that for some reason hung around for a lot longer than it should have, I think. But anyways, Faulkner gives them the tour of the Biodome, and after they light up uh, some smokes, they get in trouble for it, obviously, because they're fucking up this, this whole thing that's supposed to be free of pollution and for experimental purposes, and they're just fucking lighting up cigarettes because they're dumb and they only think about themselves. Um, they're told that everything they did at home, they can't do in the Biodome, and we get a flashback to them shaving a dog and singing Shave Poochie Poochie because... That's what they used to do at home. They put shaving cream all over a dog and shaved it, I guess. It's yeah. super and, dumb. And um, in my notes, I, I ended up uh, a peek behind the, the scene. I mean, you know, I stopped writing notes a little bit uh, after this part here. Uh-huh. I just have a couple of the notes um, because it just was a drag. But this is where I wrote family style, family guys, family guy style jump cuts because it's just like it doesn't add anything it's not funny mm-hmm. and it made me realize there's like a lot of things in this movie that are just like small things like that other it's like i don't know it just felt like this movie just tried to do a whole bunch of different type of comedies instead of yeah. just sticking to like one style 
And it's or just any like, style. Or doing any well, comedy or, at all. Yeah, or that. It's just like, okay, this is we'll do the jump style thing, which is which I know was before Family Guy, but it's like they it was attempt made. And then they they did things like like um stuff that you would see in like um Naked Gun, not Naked Gun movies, but uh, National Lampoon movies and just like all these random different styles of comedy. And I say that with quotes and yeah. none of it paid off. And especially these these jump cuts. I hated all of them. Yeah, no, it was all bad. It really, yeah, it was really like there were elements of stuff like that, like the slapstick style humor and stuff like that. But it's it's all just it, none of it's actually funny. I, I don't and I don't know why. I don't know why that. Well, I know why they're just not funny. Jokes is the problem, but I don't know how that happened. I don't know how anybody read this script and was like, "We need to make this film because it's hilarious." Like, it's just, it's just weird. It's just weird decisions up and down. If it was, if this movie was just um, one person getting trapped inside a biodome, that was. If it was Mr. Bean getting trapped in a biodome this probably would have been the best movie of all time yeah because he's got good like screen presence and he's good yeah. at that style of humor and he's got comedic timing and this is, this is just not any of that i don't i man you know what it's uh, everybody who gets a time machine i think the first thing that they want to do is go kill hitler and i think that that's the perfect way to go but second thing i'm doing i'm gonna go fucking opening night and go sit in the theater of biodome and see if it was if people were laughing. Yeah, I doubt it. I, I really doubt that. Oh, I mean, there were probably a couple of teenagers laughing, maybe yeah. Yeah. little kids, maybe who don't really get it. But if you went to like a day show where it's like a bunch of adults, I doubt anybody's laughing. This movie had a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, have true. a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes and it has a one out of a hundred on Metacritic. Yeah. So this movie it is terrible. Yeah, it sucks ass. It's really bad. <laughs> um, all right, so getting back to where I was in the plot, real quick here. Poochie, uh, poochie. Yes, shade poochie poochie. Okay, they uh, so the boys they run amok in biodome. Uh, Doyle talks to Mimi about tilapia. He calls them tapatilia, which is actually kind of funny, and that might be how I pronounce that from now on, um, or some shit. And Petra essentially eats a carrot in front of Bud, and it's weird. I don't know why she does that. Um, while showing Petra his sweet yoga moves, Bud's sciatic acts up, which he, he says my sciatic, and he points to his shoulder, but the sci your sciatic nerve runs like down like the back of your leg, I think. So I don't know. Movie accuracy is uh does I don't think is great, but I could be wrong, I guess too. I, I don't I don't fully know, but I'm pretty sure. Um and the only way that he can get his uh sciatic, you know, back to normal is if Doyle hits him with the people's elbow. So he does a people's elbow on him. That's fun. Uh, did they say calls, the people's elbow or did they just, did he just do the people's elbow? I think he just did the people's elbow. Yeah. He, oh, I mean, he okay. did like an elbow drop on his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would have been uh, cool if they would have said people's elbow. Yeah. I feel like they would have, there's gotta be a trademark on that. <laughs> um, Monique, uh, we, we, we cut over to Monique at uh, her house, which is Bud's girlfriend, and she walks in the room and she sees Russell on the couch and he says he's out of Depends uh, because he's got a bladder injury or something. I don't know. This whole thing is dumb. But Monique calls her mom's boyfriend her mom's love slave. And I was like, who the fuck does that? And it's really creepy and kind of weird. Yeah. And and, but that character's weird in general, that Russell guy. Yeah, he's very weird. And yeah. I 
I feel like I've seen him seen him in a bunch of things, but I could not tell you one thing he's been in without looking through his IDM IDM um I IMDB page. Yeah. And I'm just like, who is this guy? He's in a lot of things. We'll have to figure it out. We'll have to that's that's who we're doing our next series on. We're gonna watch all of his movies, you know? Oh, uh, people are gonna people are gonna enjoy that. Let me see. Let me see really quickly what his name is. Um, his, his name, name is oh Taylor Negron. Negron, yeah, something Negron. like that. Yeah, and uh, he's in the last. He's in the last. He's in the last Boy Scout, which I feel like we absolutely have to watch. And he's in Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, uh, um, I, it's, did we put um, the last Boy Scout on the list? Because I felt like we talked about it. We definitely talked about it. I think it was when we were trying to plan what to do for the first episode. And I actually think that that would be a good one because it's kind of a wacky movie. Not wacky. It's just. uh, It's weird. It's got so it's it's there's a whole part at the beginning that doesn't have anything else to do with the rest of the movie and the the plot of that movie. I don't know. Yeah, it's worth watching. I feel like we should definitely do it. Um, This guy's been in a lot. Uh, Nothing that I know, but. that Taylor Negron guy. It's also yeah. interesting to see people named uh, Taylor from, you know, he was born in 1957. And, uh, oh, he, did he pass away to 2015? Oh, yeah, he died, age 57. <gasps> oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Yikes. Um, but it's it's weird to me to see older people named Taylor. I feel like it wasn't that common of a name. And, and obviously, my name is, uh, my real name is Taylor, but it's, it's different to see people. Who are older with that name? Uh, yeah, the 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 only people I know with the name Taylor is usually their last name. If they're let me like older people with the name Taylor, it's usually their last name. People uh, always call me by my last name because they assume Taylor is my last name, uh, so they call me by my last name as my first name. <laughs> if that makes any sense, <laughs> I get. I can get that. I can get that. Um. Okay. So going back to the plot. Uh, Monique and Doyle's girlfriends, uh, Monique and Jen, uh, I put Doyle's girlfriend because I don't think I knew her name at the time, but Monique and Jen learn that uh, the boys are in the biodome and they head over there to chat. Bud makes up some shit about how they, uh, about, he makes some shit up, I think, about how they're doing it for the environment or whatever, and they make out with their girls through the glass and it's weird. Um, they celebrate their first day in biodome with the rest of the crew and Doyle spits out the soy casserole. And this is just another thing where it's just like, this is just fucking gross. He takes a big ass bite of this gross stuff and then he spits it all out and it's just the lowest brow of low, low brow comedy. It sucks. It's like not even, yeah, it's just, yeah, good continue. I don't even have it. It looks gross. It looks gross. I wouldn't have eaten it, but yeah, it's just, you didn't need to spit it all over. It's just, it's fucking stupid. Uh, he slaps Doyle. While, uh, I said lol. He slaps Doyle while he's sleeping. I think Bud at one point wants to wake up Doyle and he just smacks him across the face. And then this is where we get probably the grossest part of the movie. They introduce this thing that Bud and Doyle like to do, which is they have a flashback to a uh, competition where Bud farts and Doyle sniffs the air uh, greedily and tells Bud what bud had for lunch that day and it's the fucking grossest stupidest thing ever and i i hate this movie and i blame stacks for making me watch it whoa 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 whoa! i just put it on the list as movies i haven't seen that I was this really your first time seeing this is your yeah, first, this time, was my oh. first time seeing oh god I kind of knew what I was getting into and I remembered stuff from when I was a kid, but fucking, it's just so much worse when you're an adult. Like, I, 
I'm really worried about like we another movie we've talked about reviewing is Wild Wild West, and I loved Wild Wild West as a kid. I'm very concerned about watching it as an adult if this is any indication of like how my taste has changed. Um, but Wild Wild West is a great movie, and uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Gotta get it, gotta get it on there. Um, wiki wiki well. Um, so this part in the this part in the movie where this fart uh, thing happens. Yeah. So the first so. I watched it twice, uh-huh. technically. Uh, um, why? <laughs> so right here, this part here is when I like was like, okay, this movie's too dumb, and I paused it, and then I went away, and then I came back like probably hours later, and I started it up again, and I was just so out of it. I think I was playing Apex or something like that. I wasn't even paying attention, and then so I ended up having to watch it again the next Damn. day and it is in it and then so when i watched it the second time i also stopped somewhere around this part so I've, this part is where it like everything gets peak and i, I keep saying everything's peak <laughs> annoying or peak yeah. cringe but it's just like this part of this movie this section here is so bad yeah the whole movie is peak cringe like it never i mean it never gets better and it never gets worse it's just it's just fucking awful all the way through um okay so now jerry jones is trying to market the boys and they say that they want anatomically correct action figures with huge dicks and uh that's that's 90s comedy i guess uh monique's mom's boyfriend russell uh tells her to go jump uh oh no i it says go jump but i think it's because my computer was like you can't say what you're trying to say this older guy he's looks like he's in his like 40s tells monique that her boyfriend's in the biodome and there's cute girls in there with them and that what monique should go do is she should just go hump for the next year because it looks like bud and doyle have new girlfriends and then she tells him to kill himself uh which doesn't seem like the right response either and he says it's frightening how much you want me and it's gross it's yeah gross yeah so so terrible Picture your mom's boyfriend being like, I know how much you want me. And it's just fucking, I wanted to throw up. This is horrible. Yeah. And it's like, and it was, I guess he did a good job acting that because it seemed very convincing that he was really gross like that. Uh, I just don't no know why. to the dead. But, we didn't you know. need that character. We didn't need that's We don't, I mean, we don't need a fucking lot in this movie, but the, there had yeah, to be the, something. Yeah, the only reason, literally, the only reason that he's in here is to give give updates to uh, freaking um, Monique to give updates to Monique about Bud and Doyle, or give Bud and Doyle updates again about Monique. There was literally yeah. no other reason for. Yeah. His no. Character. Yeah, he just gives. He just gives. Yeah, he just motivates Monique to do stuff. And, like, we don't ever see, like, Jen's family. It's just Monique's family. And he's always in a scene where he is saying, hey, look what's happening with Biodome. Because we can't just have her on the couch watching the TV for some reason. We have to have this gross character who who tells her to go check out what's happening with her boyfriend in Biodome. So, it's fucking... It's bad decisions all around. Um... So, uh, for so like the next, like, at least in the previous times when we've had flashbacks, there was something of like, 
oh, remember when we used to come here or remember when we used to do this or blah, blah whatever? They're just bored and we get another stupid, stupid flashback uh, to Bud and Doyle. Like Bud says, like, well, we've always been able to entertain ourselves before. And they're, they, we get a flashback to Bud pushing Doyle off the roof. Uh, they're trying to like Mary Poppins uh, with like a uh, an umbrella, and Bud just pushes Doyle off the roof, and that's that's the end of the flashback. It's fucking Family Guy. Um, yeah. They play football using a coconut, and or do they have a football at this scene? I think they might be using a coconut as a football in this. Um, they play football, and Doyle throws a fish at Bud, and they propose planting purple sticky punch hemp in Biodome to the rest of the crew, and they bungee jump, and they're up to so many shenanigans. And then uh, my next note here is uh, because we cut back to uh, Monique and Jen, and they're at school, and I was like, are they fucking high schoolers? What's happening here? But I saw the sign that says junior college, and I don't know what a junior college is. Is that like City it's college, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, community college, um, or like uh, like uh, junior college is where they have like the um, sometimes they have like the technical stuff, the technical, okay. not not technical, like trade stuff, um, you mm-hmm. know, like plumbing or cosmetology and all this other stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. S- schools of is like sometimes it's it's, it's called a uh, school of technologies or you know. Um, technical yeah yeah i said i said technical yeah that's that's what it is technical college yeah okay yeah. makes sense um and they're they're talking at their junior college or whatever and they're talking about how man our boyfriends are in there for a year and they need to meet new guys because as monique says they're gonna be old in a year and it's it's weird but whatever okay i i mean I, that's how i feel a lot of the time too i feel like next year I feel like I'm already old, and next year I'm going to be fucking older and bad. It's going to be bad. Yeah, I just turned 33 uh, a couple Damn. weeks ago. I'm I'm so old. I'm ready to just uh, walk off into the woods and die like an old sick dog. No, oh, is that is that what happens when you turn 33? <laughs> I'm 27, yeah. so I uh, I'm rapidly approaching there. I feel like 30 is going to be a rough one. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you just wait. Fuck. I. I thought I'd be doing more with my life by now, and yeah, I'm so close to thirty. I, you know. Oh no, it just gets dark from here. <sighs> but you, you were married by the time you're thirty, right? Yeah. I've got the science class uh, theory, which is where uh, I just look around and everybody's pairing up with their science partner, and I'm about to get stuck with the weird kid because I am alone. But you know. Oh no. We're working on it. We're working on it. It's all good. I got all the dating apps. I got. Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, all over the place. Okay, so uh, they use the fruit of Biodome to make a fruity drink, and they show it off to Mimi and Petra, and they're like, you used all the fruit for this, and they're pissed. And then they're, they go to use the rain generator as a spa, and they're just hanging out in there. They're playing Marco Cholo, and I'm not misspeaking. They're saying Marco Cholo. It's stupid. Okay, um, I, thought I, I thought I heard it wrong. <laughs> no, like, no, oh, okay. they're dumb. They're dumb. This movie's right. dumb. They're, yeah. Uh, they go down to Romulus's uh, bugs enclosures, and they he's telling uh, he's telling Doyle about like these these butterflies, and now he's trying to get them to mate, and they would never meet in the wild, but here in Biodome, everything's possible. And then Bud runs in, and they run all around the room, and they smash up all of the boxes that have the bugs, and they release everything because they're douchebags, and. Uh, 
we cut back to the girls who are Monique and Jen are going to save the rainforest rally. And these guys chat them up by saying they're collecting empties for recycling uh, because they're good guys and they want uh, they want to help the environment. That that woos the girls, Monique and Jen. They're into this. Um, Bud and Doyle attempt to recapture the bugs by putting a bunch of flypaper up. And after being locked in the janitor closet, uh, wait. Yeah, so at this point, everybody in Biodome, the scientists, have decided that they are too much trouble and they're just going to lock them in the janitor closet. So they lock them in the janitor closet and they, uh, Bud jumps on Doyle's back and climbs up into the AC vent because they're looking for food. They're trying to get out of there. Um, so they get out of the janitor closet, they're in the AC vents. He follows his super sniffer or whatever to the food closet and they find like the mother load of basically like junk food, like Pringles cans and cheesy poofs and stuff like that. And they immediately tear open the bag of cheesy poofs and cover themselves in them. And it's dumb. And I don't know why the scene is in here, but did they, was the label on the, on the cheesy poofs actually say cheesy poofs? No, or that's what that I'm calling it, but that's a South oh, Park okay. thing, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, say, wow, did South Park steal that? Or No, no. Yeah. If anything, they would have cool. stole it from South Park. Um, they glance around the room, and they see that there are bottles of nitrous. And this part is actually kind of funny, where they huff nitrous. And the only funny part about that is that they're swinging the nitrous cans, trying to hit each other with them. And it's just like, why the fuck? Are you doing that? But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I didn't like this part. I, uh, so <clears throat> um, I don't like, like, I don't like movies like that where it's like, oh, we're getting high, bro. I don't, I don't like the stoner thing. So this part was just as annoying as oh, and this movie in the movie. Yeah. This whole movie is, is that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. They, I think the only people who enjoy this movie are probably high. Well, I would hope so. (laughs) 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 All right. So um, Doyle rummages through a medical cabinet, finds a syringe, uses it like a dart and sticks Bud with something. I don't think we get closure on what that is. I don't know if it's ever stated what he hit him with, but. I don't even remember that part. Yeah, he throws a syringe and it hits uh, hits Bud in the chest and he's just got a syringe sticking out of his chest. No idea yeah, why. Nothing. This must have been when I was playing a video game and I was like tuning this out. <laughs> like, yeah. like I I got to focus, but I don't want to. Yeah, you are that. very lucky to have missed it because it was rough. Um, So they get, so at this point, the, the Biodome 5, the scientists, they hear the, uh, sounds coming from the food closet and they discover that Bud and Doyle have eaten all of the food stuff that they had and I don't know they didn't tell them about this I assume it was just like a secret stash of like snacks or something but uh yeah so they get they got caught getting in the food and now they're getting banished to the desert biome and they literally like walk them down some stairs and then like retract the stairs and they're stuck in the desert part of this biodome um which is okay cool yeah Yeah. we should say i don't think we mentioned this but the biodome has like all of the different biomes so there's like a rainforest area and there's a like desert area but i think that's all we actually see yeah i think they say there's four but yeah i didn't was there so in the building they have four different steps (laughs) and did we go higher than the the two bottom ones because the bottom was the desert 
No, and this, the next one. The movie does a bad job of of like laying out spatially where things are. So I, I never even paid attention to like which level they were on, but because it's all a set. Those, I mean, yeah. those are all sets. It's not that building is yeah. a water. Uh, that building is apparently used in a bunch of things. It's a water purification plant in like Van Nuys, California, or something like that. Oh, cool. So uh, I think so it's also. I'm pretty sure it was used uh, in the movie Outbreak as the CDC building. Oh, that's a movie we should watch. Outbreak's great. Yeah, I have. Outbra- Outbreak's great. Too. Twelve Monkeys is great. Those are the movies I would like to watch. Um, but. Anyways, so after being locked in the janitor closet, they find their way to food, they throw the syringe, they get caught eating the food, and they get banished to the desert biome, and this is when Doyle confesses to Bud that his that Bud's turtle wasn't eaten by his cat. Doyle stepped on the turtle and let the cat take the rap, and the cat got put down, which, I don't know, it, it was stupid, but I kind of giggled at it. Uh, uh, and then Bud yeah, confesses something. Okay. Bud confesses something equally stupid. I don't think it was even funny enough for me to write down. It's just whatever. But and then something about it was uh, his mom. It's like something about Doyle's mom. I think like he caused Doyle's mom and dad to break up because his dad found a tutu or something or not a tutu like uh, outfit or something. Boy, Doyle. um, No, no. Doyle's mom left because. Uh, she found like a tutu or something or a leotard or something like that and um, it was Bud's because Bud was being forced to practice in something or it was something and he uh, essentially caused his parents to get a divorce or because she thought he was cheating by finding yeah. the two okay all right all right yeah, I, I tuned it out. It was so dumb. I was just like, whatever, okay. Um, but then we do get uh, the only quote that I bothered to write down other than the uh, intro quote to the movie. Uh, we get the quote from Doyle when he says, uh, in another act of confession, it seems like, he says, remember the great fire of 1979 that supposedly started in your garage when that chipmunk ingested some fertilizer and then fell into a can of kerosene? Instant turn, instantly turning him into a flying little fluffy Molotov cocktail that set ablaze, leveling the whole neighborhood west of Newton's hardware store. And then Bud says, you started that fire? And Doyle goes, no, but that was pretty cool, huh? <laughs> and it's so just, it's so dumb. I, I like is, that. I, I, I genuinely like that part. And I like then, that part too. And, and I think it's only on. funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just... I don't, I don't, I don't, I hate jumping ahead, but later on when they recall that, I yeah. think it was also funny. So there's a callback was, to it that made it funnier and re- like yeah. retroactively funnier. Like the fact that they set it up and then called it back was actually pretty funny. Um, so, so they did that right. They did have some comedy. They did one thing right. Yes. In an hour and uh, what was the runtime? It was an hour and 28 minutes, I think. Yeah. Hour and 28 minutes. They made one funny joke. Yeah. You're right. They had one a comedy. Yep, they did one comedy, and I mean, I think this movie should be Academy Award nominated or winning, you know? Oh, it Best won comedy. a bunch of awards. Oh, I'm sure. Were the Razzies around at this time? I mean, yeah, well, yeah. the fucking, fucking Waterworld got Razzies, so yeah. I, yeah. Do you have yeah, the Razzies on hand? Yeah, I can, I, can, I can actually pull it up real quick. So this, so there was, so when I looked this up, uh-huh. um, there was also like more like um 
what is the like there was other like bad movie award ceremonies and i was like okay so like at the 1996 golden raspberry awards shore won a razzie award for worst actor for his film tied with tom arnold for that actor's performance in big bully carpool and the stupids and then this i didn't know this yeah so this was a shocker to me because i didn't i've only known about the razzies but at the 1996 stinker bad movie awards which i didn't know existed the movie won two of the movie's three nominations worst on-screen hairstyle for Stephen Baldwin, which was oh, atrocious. Yeah. It was atrocious, but actually like his was atrocious, but I have a friend who had hair like that in, in, in the nineties and stuff. And it's just like nineties punk to me. So it's, it's atrocious, but it's, but it's also whatever to me, but fucking Bud's hair looks horrible too. Cause it like Polly Shore has this like dyed red hair. That's ugly as shit. Yeah, and it's clear I've... that he's losing his hair in this and it's, yeah, it looked, I don't know, it kind of looked like it was, it was too stiff. Like, they made sure to to spray it so it doesn't move too much. Cause yeah. It, was, it looked very stiff. Yeah. Um, and it also won the award for most painfully unfunny comedy. Yeah. It deserved that award, every bit of it. Yep. I agree with it. So, Mimi and Petra talked to Noah Faulkner about bringing back the boys so they don't die noah says no they don't matter they're not like essential to what we're doing here fucking let them die i guess uh and then the boys are in the desert and they're starving and they say they they see a lizard and they're about to like eat the lizard and they realize that there's a window with a key in it and this is fucking the most convenient plot device ever. They needed a way to get them out of the biodome. And they're like, well, maybe somebody just left a key in one of the windows. Um, so they they free themselves from the biodome and they run to their car and they're upset because there's a bunch of parking tickets and they put a boot on their car. And okay, that's all right, whatever. Um, they order pizza and Russell's the delivery driver because we got to get more of this fucking character in here. Yeah. And he tells them that the girls met dudes and they're going to a save the planet party. So they decided to throw a better party. And uh, you guessed it, they're throwing it in the biodome. And so they call their friends. They call one guy and make him make a bunch of flyers for a party that they're having in like an hour. And I don't know how this is supposed to fucking work, but it does because everybody shows up. And uh, they, they didn't introduce any other friends before. We didn't know they had any other friends, but they've got one guy and he makes flyers and, and it's all good. Uh, everybody shows up to the party, but we see first um, where Monique and Jen are hanging out with their new guys, the, the guys that they met at the last party they were at, because that's all these chicks do is go to save the earth parties. Um, and they're getting back rubs and chilling on the grass and they find out about this party that's going on and everybody's starting to head out and this is the best part of the movie because we get tenacious d did you notice this yeah i did see this yeah um a very young jack black wow yeah i was like wow so two movies in a row with jack black let's go yeah yeah actually we're getting jack black cameos left and right yeah because that's right he's in uh he's in waterworld yeah um and um so i had a little extra jack black because i watched um mars attacks and he's in there too i figured he, so, I, I, I i thought i remembered that i was gonna say it earlier but yeah he is in there so 
Yeah, you're Good on guy. a on a Jack Black kick. Uh, I don't think he's in Ghostbusters, unfortunately. Uh, teaser God, for for what our next movie is. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, so yeah, I said, holy shit, Tenacious D, don't cut away from this. It's the funniest part of the movie. Um, everybody <laughs> bails on the Save the Planet rally because fuck this shit. We're going to Biodome. And I was, and then I put like they they show the biodome at night, and it's like very clear that there's like party lights and there's spotlights, and people are cruising up in cars outside. And I'm like, how the fuck did the scientists not notice these giant ass spotlights and hear all the sound and like that people are showing up? And the computer says all hell is breaking loose. I don't know why that was in there. The the computer's sentient, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it was straight up on some cerebro, not cerebro, um, like Jarvis type things. I was just like, what is happening? Skynet. It's fucking Skynet. It's like, <laughs> it's pissed off that they're ruining the planet. You know Skynet is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who knew that Biodome was connected to so many franchises? I think that it is actually the start of the Terminator franchise, Waterworld, and uh, what was the other one that you just mentioned? Um, The computer? Jarvis? Oh, oh Jarvis. Uh, yeah, Stark. yeah, Jarvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so I totally drew a blank on it. Yeah, it's, it's now it's getting late. I'm getting tired. <laughs> so we'll, we'll finish up with this plot. That's I mean, this plot is just so dense and uh, takes so much thought. You know, that's what that's what's really hard here. Um, yeah. So the scientists don't notice the, the spotlights at first, but they are walking through the rainforest and they hear people and they peek through the trees and they notice that there's a giant fucking party going on in Biodome and they're they're all about it. They want to join in. Actually, no, they're pissed. Um, and Noah Faulkner just straight up tries to kill a guy. <laughs> he runs up and grabs the collar of a guy and just starts choking out and gets dogpiled. Yeah. And, um, yeah. The way, the way they... I'll save it for the end. Continue, continue, continue. Okay. Sorry. So the girls are there, and they, they, the, those dudes that were like courting them, that they were at the Save the Planet rally with, they've somehow beat them to Biodome, and they're hanging out, and they don't give a shit about the the environment. The, it was all a ruse to get the girls to sleep with them, and they they basically say that the girls get pissed and, and walk off, and uh, the guys say like we just wanted to get laid, and then we get uh, the one of the best quotes in movie history. He's one of them says, "Hell, I'd strangle a dolphin to get in her pants." Yeah, I, I <laughs> which is such a stupid thing. <laughs> which is like, like, why a dolphin of all things? Like, I could. But like, also, I mean, also now, yeah. whenever guys are trying to hook up with me, I, I tell them, "You want to hook up with me? You're going to need to strangle a dolphin first, so I know you're serious." You're going to need to strangle an animal that is almost as smart as us. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be pretty, pretty smart. Okay, you can't go straight. You can't go strangling like, I don't know. Yeah, no, no strangling a baby turtle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want any of that shit. I, it's got to, it's got to have emotions. The feelings. Uh, <laughs> it has to, it has to fear pain. <laughs> it's got to know what's happening. That's the only way that I'll, I'll let you uh, sleep with me. Um, oh no! This 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 movie has turned us dark. No, oh, yeah. Dark. Well, it's, uh, I think that what we just said was funnier than anything in the movie. So, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, the girls are upset because they're damaging the biodome. Oh, yeah, yeah, they say that we we just want to get. Uh, oh no! The girls are upset with Bud and Doyle now. The girls are upset. Fucking Monique's and Jen's presence in this film is to be upset at other characters it's because they're upset at everybody um 
But I guess it does advance the plot along. Especially now because we're about to get our first conflict of the movie. Uh, the girls are upset with Bud and Doyle because they're damaging the biodome. And they're con- and Bud and Doyle are confused because they thought that all they wanted was an environmental party. Because they're fucking idiots. And, and then... Bud looks around and he realizes, I think, the damage that they're doing to the biodome. And this is where I think that he's going to have a change of heart and maybe have some character growth or something. Nope, we're done with that scene. It, it He looks around and then it fades out and fades to the next morning. I, I truly believe that the director or writer or whatever was going on here didn't know how to end this scene. And they were just like, what if we just ended it? You know, what if we just skip to the next morning? Don't even have to resolve that. So they yeah, don't. It was, we don't know. I, I I'm sorry. I just also thought that was very stupid. It's like they didn't even have to have the girls confront them. Girls yeah. didn't even have to show up to the party. Um, they could have just. Had we don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know I mean, where the girls could, went after this. We don't know what what Bud and Doyle if they continued to party after this. We don't know. We don't know what the actual effect is from that. But. Yeah. The next morning. Uh, yeah. So we're just done with that scene. Yeah, and we cut to the next morning. Yeah, we could have just, they could have just left all, they could have just had a literal montage of them partying in the biodome and just little clips of like the scientists getting pissed off or whatever like that. And yeah. then cut to the morning and then have the girls show up like, what did you do to this place? And yeah. then get pissed off. And yeah. Then, but that would make more sense. But instead, they decided to have them party, have the girls show up and then. They, they get confronted again the next morning and it's just weird and janky. Um, so the next morning, Monique and Jen are cleaning up and they are pissed. Uh, Jerry Jones meets with the scientists and they tell him Noah's gone off the grid. So we see it the night before that Noah gets like handcuffed to a tree because he's trying to kill people at the party. And, uh, and then they find the handcuffs that are like broken and they don't know where he is. He's, he's, he's gone off the grid. And, uh, and then Jerry Jones says, like, this is the biggest disaster I've seen since the Great Chipmunk Fire. And this is that callback we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's and so it's, great. it's actually pretty funny. Um, I, I giggled, like, out loud at that point. Um, Bud and Doyle decide that they're going to help clean the place up and lock the door again. Uh, we get a dumb speech by Doyle about saving the, the biodome. Uh, he says, you know, if you want to leave, you can leave. But they, they count it off to five before he swallows the key and they're, they're staying in biodome. But before he counts to five... Russell is is there still because we needed more of this character even still, and then uh, Russell leaves the biodome and then Doyle swallows the key, and Romulus is pissed but like you've literally just had a chance to go like he he had his opportunity so I don't know why he's mad. Um, uh, for some reason, okay, so then like the next scene is like inside of a house and we see a TV and they're talking about a, a clown that's been murdered and that the bullet went straight through the clown and we see a clown getting shot and the, the there's another JFK assassination joke here because earlier we had the assassins on the grassy knoll and here we have um, Zapruder film uh, like breakdown of this clown getting shot where the, the TV uh, news host is like back into the left back and to the left and it's weird um i did see uh, i watched a video today about biodome because i was doing research and somebody said this is actually the the most like poignant part of the movie because they show a, a clown dying and it's literally the death of comedy which is what this movie is and i thought that was actually pretty funny, <laughs> <laughs> funny. yeah so 
the clown dying thing is just a non sequitur it doesn't go anywhere but after that story it's when they're talking about the biodome and how Bud and Doyle have resealed themselves in there and Monique and Jen see this and I don't even know it's whatever fuck it it doesn't even matter they're they're either pissed or cool with the boys at any given point in this film and it's it's all over the place um so yeah the uh biodome is back on but they're running out of oxygen um uh, and apparently now Bud and Doyle are geniuses they've decided they're geniuses so they they take like uh cans of soda and they make it so that it reflects light so that they can like bring back plants in the in the biodome because they need oxygen obviously yeah and so i just kind of i was like i was like it comes I, out of nowhere well i i when i was watching i was like this could have worked if they spent i guess a fraction of a second more on the like the them wanting to plant the weed plants so i i guess like if that if it was going to be like a thing where like oh yeah we know how to grow marijuana oh that would have been yeah, yeah that would have been a great that would have been a great way for them to use their special skills and talents in a way that you know makes Help sense them. but instead yeah, yeah instead instead apparently like all of a sudden like Bud's a, f- a fucking science genius where he's like, oh, like, we'll reflect the sun back and that'll stimulate photosynthesis. And then we'll, you know, we'll get the carbonation or the the condensation on the outside of the cans that will, like, make it rain in here, it, you know, simulating the cool beer effect. And it's just like, but he wouldn't know that shit. And it's stupid that you just have flipped a switch and now he's, like, helpful. It's dumb. Um, but, yeah, if, if really if they... If the scientists could start appreciating Bud and Doyle for their skills, and that was the growth, is that they realized that they can contribute in a way and that they don't have to be slackers. And they were like, hey, we know how to grow shit. We grow weed all the time. And they just started growing weed in there. And that's what brought back the homeostasis. That would actually be interesting. That would actually be growth for the characters. And, you know, makes sense plot-wise. Yeah. Um, and, And I feel like... <clears throat> it's kind of like that scene in um 21 jump street where um channing tatum he they took that drug and then he was in the phase where he was like the super confident and he's just like in the covalent bond and the blah 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 blah, 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 blah. and he's in his friend in the class and he's just writing on the board and he's got spewing all the scientific stuff and uh-huh. then he turns around and he just wrote the letter four all over the board <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, so if they would have done that yeah, and then like the scientists would have been like, "That's not how any of this works." That would have been better, but them just having it, like you said, just out of nowhere, we're just smart geniuses and whatever. It just doesn't work at all. Yeah, no, it, it's it's really bizarre and it's it's stupid because it's just like the movie needed to to end, and they just were like, "Oh, well, we'll just throw this switch, and then it will end." And it's just dumb. It's bad. Um. It's just lazy design. It's like, like it's just lazy filmmaking. I feel like I, this movie's just so fucking lazy sometimes. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're geniuses now, and apparently they're they're restoring the plant life. And Doyle, uh, uh, Jerry Jones says like now now after being the guy who was like we need to keep the show on the road, now he's like you need to come out. Uh, where's the key? And Bud says, Doyle's got the key. And then he's like, you want to give it to him, Doyle? And then Doyle presses his ass against the window. And uh, they tell him to like reach in there and grab it because uh, Doyle has swallowed the key. And that's that's funny, especially for adults. That's Those are funny jokes. Um, 
the girls. This, yeah. This this section here, I um I liked this. I I liked this last 10, 15 minutes of the movie more than anything else in the movie, other than a couple of jokes that were pretty funny. And I think they if they would have made the movie like this level of comedy at the beginning and not did the whole slap stick in the and you know Polly Shore being Polly Shore. <laughs> I I think that the movie would have been better. Cause I just feel like this last 10 minutes where they're like trying to, you know, where they get serious but they're still kind of jokey. I think that whole section is a whole lot better than anything else in the movie. And I, I wish just, they would have done that more. I just think the movie is so poorly structured that like this this last 15 minutes of the movie is enjoyable purely for the fact that like shit is actually happening. Yeah. I feel like what needed to happen with this movie is that they needed to be introduced, get locked in the biodome, struggle, montage to fix the biodome, big conflict they overcome through some sort of character growth and resolve it. Like, that's how movies should work, I feel like, is that you have to have these ups and downs of, like, things are going good, oh, no, conflict, and then you resolve it, and then you, like, that that's the structure of the movie. So... It's annoying to me that, like, they do all of that in the last half hour of the film, introduce a conflict, and then really quickly just, like... But they're just not doing anything most of the movie. And that's the part that's frustrating about it, is, like, yeah, it's... For the first hour and 15 minutes or so, or hour and... uh, First hour of the movie, you're just watching two people be unlikable idiots, and that's not fun for anybody. You're watching Um, Family Guy episodes. Exactly, yeah, yeah stupid um so the girls go to talk to bud and doyle because jerry jones wants this called off all of a sudden but i don't think they convinced them and i forget this i forget what happened in this scene but i I, nothing nothing comes of it it's nothing matters nothing nothing in this movie fucking matters um but the cops are outside and they're trying to flush them out of the biodome because jerry jones's uh orders and the cops uh blast the safety dance to flush them out but they're actually stoked and i would be too because the safety dance is a fucking jam yeah i didn't pay attention to that song at all so i must not have been (laughs) i must not have cared about it i don't even remember what it sounded like you don't know the safety dance by heart we can get answer we want to. We can leave your friends behind. Because if your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance with well, no friends are mine. You don't know that song? I don't, yeah. I'm, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> How? How? I don't know. I don't know. I grew up listening to Tupac. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tupac and, I don't know. I didn't listen to, like, that. I don't listen to rock. I didn't start listening to rock until, like. It's not rock. It's, like, electronic. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. Anything that's not country or hip hop or R and B is rock. <laughs> I don't. Know. I guess. All right. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'll allow it. Um. Yeah. No. Safety dance is great. Go. Go I, listen to safety dance. I, I, have to, I have to give it a good listen. It's actually good. Yeah. It's actually. Yeah. It's like one of the better parts of this movie because it's actually a fun song. Um. Uh, homeostasis is being restored and people outside of the biodome are stoked for some reason because and this is probably the least realistic part of this fucking movie is that nobody would give a shit yeah people like care i mean 
I mean, today they would. They, well, they, they, I don't think they even would. They, they make a big deal about how, like, Earth Day is when they're going to come out and uh, how this is, like, such a significant experiment. I don't think anybody in the, their right mind would give a shit about this, even today. I, I feel like people would care. I feel like I feel like there would be... Well, maybe, but then again, it might be a vocal minority on Twitter that would care. And, you know, they would start a hashtag and it'd be Twitter videos and it'd be Fox news. Like, look at these people, Greta Thunberg or whatever her name is, 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 is is at the biodome and in the biodome, they're making frogs gay and, you know, it'd be a whole thing. And I feel like people would care. It would be a big thing if this happened today. Yeah, and, yeah, and that was my Alex, Alex Jones. Jones Alex, Alex Jones would hate it. I, I like your Alex Jones impersonation. Can we get that more in the future? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll good. I'll make sure to insert in every episode. Please do. Yes. <laughs> Somehow I'll figure out a way to shoehorn. I'm going to start working on my um my Tucker Carlson. Then what are <laughs> these? What are these? What is this biodome? Who are these people? Um, he just he just asked fucking questions like a fucking moron. Uh, who are these people? You know. Is this a is this a plot by Joe Biden's White House to make us get rid of our cars and guns? Is this an infringement on our first so is, is this an infringement on our first amendment rights? Fucking Tucker Carlson. Oh boy. All right. So spot on. I liked it. I love it. <laughs> you'll do Alex Jones every episode and I'll do Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Maybe we got to find someone to do Ben Shapiro. A fucking Zach, I bet could kick ass on a on a Ben Shapiro. Uh, um, 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 what what do what do these people want? What, uh, do they expect us to all live in a biodome? <laughs> Fucking ben if, you live in a sucks. Biodome, if you live in the biodome, and you don't think the biodome is the actual place. Then you go mm. to the biodome and you'll figure out. That, yeah, I can't do it. I, I I could hear it in my head, but I couldn't. My mouth doesn't move fast enough to do a proper Ben Shapiro. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we have we have we addressed all of our beef. Well, listen, we're not winning over conservatives with this podcast. I hope you know. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. So, homeostasis is being restored and people are stoked. Nobody has seen Noah in at least four months. This is actually me as an aside of, like, they're showing, like, this montage kind of of, like, homeostasis going up over the months and they're celebrating Halloween and then Christmas and New Year's and stuff like that. And I'm like... So it's been four months. Like, you just know that this guy's in Biodome somewhere, but you haven't seen him in four months and nobody gives a shit. And then, like, literally it's revealed, like, the second I was typing that, that he's in the vents above them and he's got a beard and he looks very scraggly and he looks like... He just looks like a fucking Unabomber. And yeah, actually, he like, might be the Unabomber because he turn, he figures out how to turn an egg into, an exp- uh, into, like, a grenade and he throws it and it blows up. I thought it was a coconut. Was it an egg? Uh, at the end, he uses coconuts, but I think when he's sitting oh. at his desk, he uses an egg and he throws it at the wall and it blows a hole in the wall. Nobody hears it. And then there's a there's a bird next to him that's repeating clearly what it's heard, and it says, I'm God, and he says, no, I'm God. And then in the next scene, he's eating like a wing and he's got feathers on his head. I oh, wow, I missed that. I didn't <laughs> I did I did I did notice the bird at the beginning of the movie. The bird said something and I was like, you know, that's random. Yeah. I can't remember what he said, but it was something they random. Had to, and they had to set off to, and pay off this. Uh, they had to set up and pay up, uh, set up and pay off this bird uh, by having it fucking say one thing in the beginning, one thing at the end, and then die. Yeah, 
they, um, they couldn't even they couldn't even have the bird this movie sucks this movie fucking sucks okay sucks. they couldn't have they couldn't have the fucking bird be a normal fucking parrot and then Polly short just make it say dumb shit and then everybody gets annoyed at the bird and then at the end he eats the fucking bird because he's tired of the bird shit they couldn't even do that they the yeah. bird was just an asshole from the fucking beginning oh, that would have been funny no that would have been funny yeah, but this movie, I don't know, that part there just kind of annoyed me so much now. It's like, I mean, fucking, if the bird was like, and actually like adopted the Polly Shore way of speaking, that would actually be a funny joke. If like the bird was like, like fucking say hello to Georgito, and then like fucking, yeah, gets eaten by the, the uh, scientist, dude. Like, that'd be fun. Yeah. Golly, this movie is ass. Dude, what if this movie was fun, though? Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh. Yeah, I know, right? I'm throwing Biodome on at all my parties if it's fun. We should uh, actually reshoot the movie. I think we should. Just with us. Yeah. That'd be just us hanging out in Biodome. Yeah. I'm uh, sure. Uh, the girls are so thankful. Uh, so this, when I say the girls here, I mean Mimi and uh, Petra, the girl scientists that they've been trying to hook up with all movie. Uh, they're so thankful that they're restoring homeostasis and now they're so into them and they like are on a hammock and the girls like hop on top of them and they're making out and then Bud remembers he's got a girlfriend and I, and I put I guess this counts as growth because I guess he's learned some sort of lesson but really he makes out with her anyways and I don't even know if he's really with his girlfriend still but whatever fuck it who cares yeah so dumb Bud and Doyle find Noah, and they tell him he looks like shit. They straight up let him know. And he tells them about his sack. He tells them about his sack of coconuts. <laughs> coconuts with fuses that beep. And Bud tells, uh, oh yeah, and then they're helping like him put the coconuts all over the place, because they're clearly fucking bombs, but our characters are too dumb to notice that. Um, even though they're geniuses now. Um, and they set up all these coconut bombs, and they're playing with the last one and Bud tells Doyle to go along and Doyle trips and the fucking coconut explodes and they're like we put these all over the place because we're fucking idiots and they warn the other scientists and they're all trying to get out but there's no way out and it's like 10 minutes until the doors are supposed to open and that's when fucking hell's gonna break loose because Noah's gonna set off all of the explosives and they go to find him and they do find him and they confront him and they chase him through biodome and uh doyle flings him and bud into the flypaper from earlier and then doyle yeets a rocket in noah's head and then we just don't see him after that for a second um but they stop the detonation right as the doors open and on their way out of biodome fucking noah pops back up and throws one final bomb yeets it right over them and the fucking front door of the biodome explodes uh and they walk out of the smoke like fucking heroes and everybody cheers and and then that, and then we get credits it's the end of biodome yeah. it's it's terrible they vilified faulkner for literally no reason he he was he was accepting that they were in the biodome yeah he he was patient he was more patient with them than anybody else he he literally was like their only friend in the thing and for some reason the movies have said fuck this guy yeah we'll make him the villain for no reason yeah i mean they give him this weird like heel turn kind of thing he was always kind of an asshole but they give him this yeah. weird like super villain 
type plot, but like really like he's more sympathetic than either Bud or Doyle. Yeah, it, he, every, everything. I mean, despite the him being an asshole at the beginning, where like you know, you know, people the firecracker thing, and it's just you know, just in general being kind of a dick about it, being dick about things. He was everything was under it was like all his frustrations and whatever like that completely understandable yeah and i just didn't like how they made him the villain at the end for no reason yeah i think when we were talking about this the other day you said you didn't like that they made him the villain at the end and you you thought he was the good guy and you wish that he killed bud and doyle yeah yeah i did (laughs) (laughs) that would have been a better ending for the movie that that these two annoying people were gone I mean, um, immediately when they saw that those people were in the biodome, they should have been put to death right then and there. And then body used as compost. I think it's the only only way. Uh, You know what? Biodome is like international waters. You can commit murder and can't get prosecuted. I mean, yeah. No one else can come in. It's private property. Yeah. Who's going to tell on you? You know, who's going to know? Yeah, um, so just... let's actually make our biodome movie, but let's make it a horror. Okay. Well, is it probably like um, what? What would be the reason that the biodome was made? It's still the same reason. Um. Hmm. Now I just want to rip off and say like it's a way to like appease like fucking baddies. But I've I've never seen. So, and I hate that you just, I hate that you, you brought it up and you said that because now I remember that there was, that I remember, now I remember a spoiler, a spoil that was told to me about that movie that I, I'm trying to forget so I can actually watch that movie. <laughs> I just delayed you watching it by another 10 years so that you yeah. can, you can forget yeah. what the twist is. Um, so yeah, I, I do feel bad. I, I just, I did just ruin that. Maybe you could bleep it out for, for listeners. Um, but it is a movie that came out like 15 years ago, so fucking get off my back. <laughs> it's been out in 2011. It's been out for 10 years. The fact that you haven't seen it is not my fucking problem. It is, it is, and I'm blaming you. I'm projecting, okay. I'm projecting, and I will blame you 100% on that. I think you should watch it, so I think it's, I think it's, it's got a fun little twist. I, li- I like the way that it goes, but, um, uh, so I think that we can't do the thing let's see if i was going to write a biodome movie but i was going to make it a horror i would make it start out very positive and maybe a little like maybe a little uh dystopian you know dystopian future kind of thing where they're setting up the biodome and uh because it's to kind of stimulate growth and they're trying to like save the planet from the brink of uh you know of extinction and they go in there and um Man, I'm thinking of a bunch of cool movies that like would have good plots for this, but I can't I can't make something over again. So, yeah, I would say that there just that there's a, a scientist in there who uh maybe he's alone and he goes crazy and then he finally gets back up and they like somebody like they come to like backfill him or something like oh, maybe something bad happens and they have to seal it off and he's in there alone for like years and then they finally get to a place where they can like clear the contamination or something and Mm -hmm. a team goes in and it's like very like lush forest but like the lights are broken so it's like kind of dark and stuff and um and he's just in there but he's gone fucking full serial killer like he's been he's been in too long and he's just like 
Yeah. So <clears throat> my thought about what, what I would do with this movie is kind of similar, but I would do um so so we have Biodome mm-hmm. and <clears throat> instead of it being this thing that they this is these environments that they made and then they people went in them i thought of maybe it'd be cool if they did something like um we'll set the building blocks for these things to happen and Mm -hmm. then we'll put these scientists in cryogenic freezing or whatever like that and then in like a hundred years when we're all dead and stuff like that, these people can live and rebuild the earth or whatever, you know, something terrible has happened and they're preparing. And so these people can live and rebuild the earth from oh, inside yeah. here. And by the time they wake up, this should be a whole environment inside of this. <laughs> you're describing, biodome. you're describing fallout. <laughs> have, you ever played a, have you ever played a fallout I, game? I've never played a fallout game. Yeah, Fallout is, uh, I, I mean, at least in Fallout 3, from what I remember, is is that uh, people are afraid of, like, when the nukes start dropping in, like, the 50s, uh, people uh, have paid their for their uh, place in a vault. And there's all these vaults uh, scattered throughout, like, the country. And people live in the vaults until the surface is, like, able to be walked on. But what you find out by diving into other vaults is that some vaults were just like social experiments and you'll go into a vault and it's all spooky down there and stuff like that because, uh, you know, this is one where they piped in like gas that made people crazy or something like that. So, um, yeah, that was like uh, essentially like where I was exactly going because I was just going to be like, you know, they, they open, they get unthawed in 200 years and then yeah. come to find out the but an animal was evolved into this killing machine and they can't get out and they have to figure out how to kill it and it's just like stalking them or something like that. <laughs> You're describing another movie too. You're describing what another is- movie to me that I was thinking about that's actually also kind of cool. A movie called Pandorum. Never heard of it. So I'm going to ruin it for you, but um, okay. <laughs> it, it's, it's fine because it's really not worth watching, but the twist is kind of cool. So in Pandorum, they're on a spaceship to another planet. Uh, spoilers for the world for the movie Pandorum that came out circa 2007. When did Pandorum come out? 2009. Pandorum came out in 2009. It's got uh, it's got Dennis Quaid and uh, I think it's got fucking doesn't it have oh it's got Ben Foster. Okay, um, so there's a spaceship that's heading to another planet. Basically, we fucked Earth. We need to go to another planet. So they put a bunch of people on a spaceship and they have it phased out so that. They're in cryogenic sleep, but they're going to be, like, waking up at different times, right? And, uh, like, some people are supposed to work on the ship, and, like, you're supposed to wake up at different points during the journey, and then there's going to be people who are going to be, like, the first colonizers of the new planet, because it's a very long trip, like, hundreds, like, like, maybe, like, 80 years or 100 years or something like that. And our main character wakes up to find that the ship's dark, there's nobody around and there's monsters all over the fucking ship and he doesn't know what's going on they don't know where they're at um and he's fighting these monsters who have like who are like they're really creepy and they're they're really like well suited to like the dark and stuff to and and he's fighting them and then what you find out like the twist of the movie is that 
they're on the fucking planet that they're trying to get to. Like, he thinks that they're lost the entire time, that they're drifting in space, or they, he doesn't know where they are. They're on the mm-hmm. planet that they were trying to get to. It's just that the ship crashed into the ocean, and the people were pumped full of drugs that would allow them to better adapt to a new planet when they got there. So they have something in their blood that, like, makes them, like, evolve quicker. Mm-hmm. And because they're in a fucking spaceship at the bottom of the ocean, they've evolved into like night, like like darkness dwelling monsters. And I thought that was a really cool premise. Like he's fighting the humans that came before him. They just have adapted to the dark. Wait, okay. So what's the name of this movie? Pandorum. So is so is this not so this sounds like it would be like a prequel to like the Riddick movies. Um, cause that, cause isn't cause like, well, I know, but it's just like these in Riddick it's like, they go to this yeah. planet and it's like these animals, it's like a prison. I can't remember the Riddick movies, but it's he's like got, go yeah, he's got but, special eyes. I think that allow him to see in the dark, uh, better, that's like the premise of Pitch Black, but yeah, there is a yeah, prison. Pitch Black. Yeah, that's what I meant. There's and, a prison and there's monsters and stuff like that, but yeah, I forget why uh, he did that. He did that to his eyes specifically, I think, to make him like a better hunter or something like that. Yeah, it's been a while since uh, I've seen Pitch Black. Pitch Black. But Pandorum. Huh. It's. I mean, it's not a good movie, but it's. I, and I told you the twist, so now there's virtually no reason to watch it. But well, yeah, it's not, it's not horrible. Mean, it does have uh, that uh, daddy. Dennis Quaid in it. It's got Daddy Quaid in there. Yeah. And Norman, gee, I do, Norman Reedus. Yeah, I was just seeing that, actually. Yeah, he doesn't actually look like himself very, very much. Um, I like Dennis Quaid a lot, actually, and I'm actually very into Jack Quaid, his son, who's uh, in The Boys. Who is he in The Boys? Huey, the main character. Oh. That's Jack Quaid. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen The Boys? Uh, I feel like I did. Wait, did we talk about the boys last week? I don't think so. I don't think so because I haven't watched it in forever. Yeah, no, I don't think. I I think I might have seen like the first season. Is that the one? Is that the show where? Um, is that the show where the guy has a girlfriend and the superhero like runs to his girlfriend? Yeah, that's in like the first five minutes of the first episode. Oh yeah, I think I've probably seen like the first couple episodes. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it to the end, so I don't know. Oh, it's tight. I like it a lot. It's one of my favorite like current series. Um, so I feel like we should wow. wrap up here. Yeah, I mean, we got so wrapped up in talking about other things oh. other than the movie we were here to talk about. Well, we you know, we were writing our own. We're writing our own biodome. That's going to be a horror, and uh, it's going to take elements of Fallout and uh, Pandorum and mash and it all can together. We throw a little bit of um. Ten Cloverfield Lane in there too, where like oh, fuck yeah. they get out, they get out of the bi- oh, spoilers for Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> <laughs> they get out the biodome. It's just a Cloverfield monster. Oh yeah, no yeah, yeah. And it's, and and it's all and it's all in the Cloverfield universe. Yeah, which I I forgot to say that I did watch Cloverfield One and Cloverfield uh, Paradox uh, this weekend. Oh, those yeah. Cloverfield Paradox is not very good, but Cloverfield Cloverfield One. Is good. I think it's retroactively better because they tied them all together. And Ten Cloverfield Lane is definitely the best. So good. I didn't watch that one just because the the kids were watching with me, and I didn't remember how that one. I didn't remember how, um, 
it's dark sexual and yeah that one guy so i just didn't watch that one yeah yeah but it was a, that one was a rough watch in theaters but yeah it's it's pretty good um so uh we're gonna wrap up here um yeah. i already i already said what our next movie was so you know we uh we can remind the people it's been we how can, long have yeah. we been recording it's been like two hours right fucking yeah two hours and 17 minutes wow yeah this was we supposed made, to be a short one yeah we made a lot out of nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny how we talked yeah we talked about fucking nothing happening in a movie for two and a half hours um <laughs> So the next movie is going into Ghostbusters, the original uh, 1980. Well, what year do you think that movie was? I want to say, I'm pretty sure Ghostbusters 2 was 1988. So I'm saying Ghostbusters 1 was 1986. Uh, one was 84, two was 89. Oh, I was so wrong. Yeah. But the second one, I was close. Second one, I was close. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, no, you were close on. You were close to both. Um, okay, yeah. So we're going to be doing 1984's Ghostbusters. We're going to be doing Ghostbusters as a series. This will be our first series, uh, like uh, where we are going to watch through something leading up to the release of a new movie, uh, which we'll see and then review um, the week of. Um, assuming that Stax can go see the, a, a movie in theaters because he's got family obligations. I don't have any of that stuff. I can do whatever I want. But, yeah. and, I, um, I, and you know, it might just be cool for, you know, me to just be, because to be honest, if it wasn't for the show, I wouldn't have watched this movie. I liked uh, my favorite Ghostbuster movie is Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. I think I've probably seen the first Ghostbusters two, three times. So, and I, and that was back when I was a little kid. So I'd have no idea what the movie is about. Um, yeah. So. I watched um, Ghostbusters fairly recently, and I haven't seen two, so I'm looking forward to like being exposed oh, to some new movies. Oh, I love two. Two has the best song ever. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. So I guess we're gonna have to take control. Oh, la, la, la. Yeah, it's so great. Great show. Great movie. Sounds good. But, Sounds good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh-huh. and then on our, our schedule, it's uh, Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters two. And then I think it's Ghostbusters Afterlife because I didn't put the like Melissa McCarthy one in there. We're just gonna do the like the go- canon ones. I don't. I, I don't even know that the other one's not canon. But just the ones that focus on Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Harold Ramis, like oh, okay. the like the are like our OGs. I I thought I like I've never seen the the Melissa McCarthy one, but I thought Bill Murray was in that one. I thought they killed him in that one. Really? I thought. I don't know. I, yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it either. And it's right. not because we hate women, you know. It's not. Don't I know? Just just in case people, because I know there's a whole controversy about that. I just didn't watch it because I didn't have interest in watching it. I don't well, know. when we talked about this the other day, you were like, "We're not going to watch the one with women, right?" <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Stax, yeah. I'm a woman. Why are you saying things like this?" And you were just like, "I, oh, I, just- I, I hate." I uh, I hate that you just uh, exposed me like that. So you can do those movies on your own now. Oh, well, I was gonna have to do the one with women on my own, anyways, because you said you would not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you got any other bad takes? Um. Yeah, I think Kevin James is funny. 
I like everything I've seen him do. I think he's funny. <laughs> All right. Paul Blart in review every, coming up. I, I love Paul Blart. I'm oh not even, I like I love I'm Paul ending. Blart. I love King of Queens. I, I'm ending the recording. I'm ending it. <laughs> okay. So we're done. I'll see you next week to talk about Ghostbusters. Uh sure to be a better movie than Biodome. Uh Biodome made Waterworld look like a fucking Oscar best picture. So yeah. It really did. Alright, thanks, Dex. I'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.